State. I think he may become, you know, a little bit of the Zach Ertz for Folds there. So I thought they had an outstanding draft. Um, it's a really talented team at all levels. And again, I think, you know, we, we keep talking about the quarterback position and how, you know, be it Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, but Foles changing teams, I really... ESPN Sports Presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents high school baseball. There goes Shires to third. It's ripped right back up the middle. Oh, Caught by the second nice baseman. Play. And Lee will throw to shortstop and Joey Scoff is doubled off. His base runner in wow. Lane Shires. Today, the Carney Bearcats open up the 2019 State Baseball Tournament versus top-seeded Elkhorn South. High school baseball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Swung on and missed! And Carney is headed to state. Can you believe it? The Bearcats, the first year ever, are headed to the state tournament with a nine-inning win at the number one team in the state, Millard West. Carney continues their historic first season with another first, their first state tournament in school history. Carney won the A1 district by avenging regular season losses to Millard North and number one Millard West. It's Bearcat State Baseball action coming up next, but first, it's time for the pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio Sports Director Doug Duda live from Haymarket Park in Lincoln right after this word. To be a Platte River Prep school sponsor, like Awari Dunes and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. 1230 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Sherman Field here in the capital city of Lincoln for the first ever state tournament game for Kearney High Baseball. Doug Duda along with our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, where we have the third member of our Tri-City team playing today. Hastings, a winner today, 12-2 to over on 1230 KHAS. They scored 12 runs led by Leip Huntline, who had a two-run home run. Sam Wibbles was 3-4 for with an RBI and a run scored. He pitched six innings, giving up two earned runs and struck out 10 Seward batters. Connor Creech had two RBI. Jacob Saw had two RBI as they pitched the seventh in relief. J.T. Cafferty, two RBI and a run. Mason Brumbaugh. One for three with an RBI uh, and a run as Hastings avenges uh, their only loss of the year to Seward. Of course, they didn't have to bat there in the seventh inning as they were the home team, and they win it by a score of 12-2. to On the game that just finished ahead of us here, uh, quite the excitement. The game moved along quickly between Grand Island and Millard South. There was no score going into the top of the seventh inning, and that's when Rand Sanders had an RBI single to put Grand Island up one to nothing. but Millard South threw out another runner at the plate on a magnificent play on that same base hit, and that would be costly because Trey Mungin belted a two-run single in the bottom of the seventh as Millard South won it two to one over Grand Island, and I mean he just painted the first base line. It hit the dirt, and it was an easy call for the first base umpire as a, a bobbled ball after a base hit allowed runners to get on to second and third. They went ahead and intentionally walked a batter to load the bases with one out, and then the line drive by Mungin gives Millard South the win today by a score of 2-1 to one over 
Grand Island. And so Grand Island will play at 10 a.m. on Monday at Haymarket Park in the elimination game. Millard South will play in the winner's bracket. That game will be at 4 o'clock. And the winner and loser of this game will match up with Grand Island and Millard South. So Carney High getting ready to take their infield, taking on an Elkhorn South team that has won 17 in a row. They are 19-3. and They're number one. But you know what? It was one week ago that Kearney beat number one Millard West, knocking them down to the number two seed. So can the Bearcats get it done here today? It will be Noah Carpenter who got the win on the mound against Millard West going eight and two-thirds innings, getting the start today. We'll take a break and hear from the head coach, Brad Archer, as we continue on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! The State High School Baseball Tournament here on ESPN Radio, and just cool to say that because in the first year, Carney is there, and Coach Brad Archer joining us on the pregame, and last night uh, had the year-end banquet. I guess you got to plan it sometime because Legion Baseball is going to get going, and Coach, you're involved with all of that. It's a busy time, but uh, again, as we talked about after beating Millard West last Saturday, uh, what a run uh, your team has had, 17-8, and and, and you get a chance to play at the state tournament here in the first year of your high school program. Well, we do, and what a great opportunity for our kids and, and uh, for the community here and, and those people that uh, have pushed for uh, high school baseball to, uh, you know, have a successful first year. And, you know, our kids have done a done a great job as usual and, and uh, pretty proud of them and, and our coaching staff as well. But uh, should be a lot of fun uh, starting off Saturday at uh, Sherman Field, and then on uh, Monday we get an opportunity or our kids get an opportunity to play at uh, Haymarket Park. Coach, you did have your banquet on Thursday night to give us a little brief synopsis of what went on there. Well, basically, uh, as you said, we uh, kind of wrapped up the year as far as uh, uh, letters and, and uh, academic all-conference and all-conference and those type of things. Uh, we recognize the kids for uh, the great job that they've done uh, both on the field and off the field. So uh, banquet went uh, really well. And as you know, uh, those are my favorite banquets when you have the uh, potluck. <laughs> All you can eat, folks. Uh, that's a little different sometimes in the summer. And, and Brad Archer's with us here on the pregame. Coach, we've referenced it numerous times, the differences between summer Legion ball and what you went through here in the spring. Let's take that to the next level here with the state tournament. Are there any, uh, as you go in, any significant differences? We know it's double elimination just like it is in the summer, which is different than what the uh, uh, district tournament was. Uh, what about the, the differences as you get ready here for state? 
Well, no, I would say it's a, it's a lot like uh, the Legion State Tournament. Uh, there's probably one big difference, and that is Legion State Tournament. Uh, if you get to the finals, you will have played five days in a row. And so uh, the issue there is the pitch count. With the uh, Spring State Tournament, with uh, high schools not playing on Sunday, you get that extra day in there. So uh, we really need to uh, keep track of our pitch counts. And, again, that's going to kind of depend on uh, how games are going but you have an opportunity that whoever we throw on Saturday could maybe come back as early as, uh, you know, Tuesday, more than likely Wednesday, but certainly Thursday. And, and that's probably the biggest difference because in Legion, when you threw that, uh, threw that pitcher, that first game, if, if he hit his, uh, level as far as number of pitches then you have to sit out for four days and so technically they're they're done for the rest of the tournament so just having that extra day in here and being able to work over six days then then uh, these teams regardless of whether it was us or or whomever but uh, anybody's going to be in a situation that that first game starter if, if they can make it to uh, the finals would have the opportunity to throw him a second game in the tournament well, obviously, a lot of this comes down to pitching at whatever level you're at in Elkhorn South. It is a 1-8 matchup, so we're not sure if they'll go with uh, Husker Commit and Sayer Dietrich. And if they don't, he hits 443 anyway. Uh, he's a pretty big weapon out there. What can you tell us about this Elkhorn South team that's won 17 in a row? Well, first of all, they've had a great year, and, and uh, they've been a quality team here the last couple of years. I think we played them in the, the summer here a year or two ago in, in the uh, state tournament, if I remember correctly. But uh, just talking to other coaches and looking at uh, their stats, as you kind of rattled off on uh, Dietrich's stats, there uh, they have uh, a lot of people that are uh, having a great year for him. And I noticed through the scouting reports and whatnot that they must have a lot of uh, uh, good foot speed because it seems like every guy in the starting lineup uh, was uh, highlighted as as a runner, a potential uh, base dealer, etc. So, uh, but again, you know, it's a state tournament and. Uh, We'll take our draw, and, and uh, we'll go down and, and see how we match up. And, and uh, I know the kids are excited as well as uh, the coaching staff. I know you look at this as a whole, trying to get the best matchups on down the line for your pitching staff. You still, as we talk at this moment, haven't made a decision on who your starting pitcher will be. What will that decision come down to? Well, we're kind of looking not only at the first game, but potential matchups in the uh, second and third round as as well. And, and uh, you know, with any pitching staff and, and uh, playing other teams and whatnot, you try to look at their strengths. And, you know, one of our concerns is, is uh, like if we would get matched up against the Millage South, for example. Uh, Millage South has always been a team that uh, really uh, takes advantage of their foot speed. They're really aggressive on the bases and those type of things. So we, we've got to make sure that, uh, we have an athletic pitcher on the mound that can uh, handle those bumps, and and a pitcher on the mound on the mound that has a quick move to first base. If we're going to give our catchers any any chance to throw out base runners, so those are the type of things that we're looking at. And uh, eventually, here uh, later today or tomorrow we'll, morning, we'll we'll make a decision on uh, how we're going to go here. We talked a couple times last week about the bottom of the order starting to produce for you. Uh, the top of the order hit a little bit better during the uh, district tournament. What do you tell your team now? Uh, you can say all you want. This is still going to be the first time they've ever played at the state high school baseball tournament. Well, that's true. But, uh, you know, we're not going to talk a lot about uh, doing things uh, different. I mean, it should be the same regardless whether it's a state tournament or a regular season game here as far as uh, approaches at the plate and those type of things. Uh, obviously, we, we would like to get ourselves into hitting counts, which means that, 
you know, our, our philosophy's always been when you step in the box right there, we're looking fastball, and, and if you get a curveball and they throw it for a strike, you know, tip your hat to them, but uh, let's look fastball and see if we can jump on something. Uh, there's nothing worse than uh, stepping up to the plate and swinging out a 57-foot curveball on the first pitch, and now all of a sudden, you know, you're down in the count. And, you know, it's like I've always said, it, it, it isn't uh, about the pitcher getting you out, it's getting yourself out. And I think if you look at most at-bats, you know, most kids get them get themselves out because of things that they do at the plate being uh, too aggressive or swinging at pitches in certain counts that you probably shouldn't. Brad Archer, head coach of the uh, Kearney High baseball team, getting ready to take the field here for their first state tournament game. And uh, coach, best of luck. We'll talk again on Monday. Always appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for the coverage. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery will help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. And welcome back to KXPN, Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. A history again. Everything that Carney does this year is history, and they have made it to the state tournament in the first time ever, and uh, they are being introduced here as the number eight seed. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for Elkhorn South. Here's their batting rotation. Number four is the pitcher, Sayer Dietrich. He committed to the Huskers after his sophomore season. He is hitting a team-best 443. We'll talk about his pitching stats in just a little bit. Batting second is the designated hitter, number nine, Luke Jensen. Doing the catching and batting third is number 21, James Valdiva. The cleanup hitter is the third baseman, number 13, Jake Gish. Number five, batting fifth, excuse me, number 22, the first baseman, Jax Brockett. Batting sixth at shortstop is number two, Drew Reach. At the seven hole is the left fielder, Gage Julin. He'll wear number 18. Batting eighth in right field, number one, Elliot Brown. And batting ninth in center field, the shortstop, or excuse me, number six, the center fielder, Tanner Black. Playing second base but not batting is number three, Max Mosser. Elkhorn South is coached today by Brandon Dahl. They're 19-3, winners of 17 in a row after losing three straight to Westside, Creighton Prep, and Elkhorn. They defeated Omaha Northwest 10-0 in Papillion La Vista 9-4 in the districts, and they are ranked number one coming in to the state tournament. Now for the Kearney Bearcats. Leading off and playing second base is number 12, Lane Shires. Batting second in right field, number 21, Corbin Foster. Batting third and doing the catching, number 10, Braden Miller. The cleanup hitter at third base, number 4, Mason Casper. The designated hitter batting fifth, number 36, Corbin Rich. Playing first base and batting sixth is number 35, Jackson Worley. At shortstop, batting seventh, number 41, Seth Stroh. Batting eighth in left field, number 14, Sam Enkberg. And batting ninth in center field, number three, 
Trey Rodriguez. Getting the start today for the Bearcats on the mound will be number 27, Noah Carpenter. Carpenter 5-0 on the season, and he has a 2.17 ERA. Went eight and two-thirds innings in the win over number one Millard West in the 9 inning affair last Saturday, 4-2. They beat Millard North in the first game by a score of 6-5. So can Kearney continue some Saturday magic? They have played down here in Kearney three straight Saturdays. They had their worst loss two weeks ago to Lincoln Southwest, 14-4. Then they went to Omaha last week and picked up the two wins. Now they're here at the State High School Baseball Tournament. For Kearney, they're 17-8, ranked 7th in the state, and the head coach is Brad Archer, assisted by Matt Connett, Chris Pocock, and Brian Graham. And those are the starting lineups here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. We'll be back with the opening pitch between number 1 Elkhorn South and Kearney right after this on ESPN Radio. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. Well, again, we've talked about it numerous times. It's not like baseball is a new sport to the community of Kearney and Kearney and Kearney Catholic. These boys have played forever and been very successful in the summer, and Coach Archer referenced that getting to play Elkhorn South, the Legion team, uh, a summer ago in the uh, state tournament. So they have played here at Sherman Field. As we look at the radar and we understand back home, it is absolutely pouring on some graduation receptions and graduation festivities uh, right now in the Kearney area. The sun is out. I would say it's mostly cloudy. Uh, there are some big, heavy clouds here, but there's enough sun uh, peeking through that it is covering uh, Sherman Field here. And uh, down the lines, it's 3.30, both to left and to right, 3.60 to the power alleys, and 3.80 to straightaway center. A little different than the boys playing in Class B at Warner Park, where you got to knock it over 4.10 to get out of the ballpark in dead center, and Sam Wibbles just about did that today, and they did have some uh, home runs. So Holtine hits the two-run home run. Again, Carney uh, getting ready to play Elkhorn South. Hastings was a 12-2 winner today in uh, their first-round state tournament game, uh, so they will be moving on and uh, playing at 4 o'clock on 12.30 a.m. KHAS coming up on Monday, and they will take on Waverly. Waverly beat them earlier this year 5-3. to three. Waverly skids by Mount Michael by a score of 4-3 uh, to uh, three 
in their first game. Also in A today, Archbishop Bergen beat Gretna 5-3. to And then if you missed what we told you at the beginning of our broadcast, all the scoring in the Grand Island-Millard-South game was in the seventh inning. Grand Island scratched one across at the top of the seventh on the same play, had a runner thrown out at the plate. And then a two-run, bases-loaded, one-out single in the bottom of the seventh gave Millard South the 2-1 to one victory. Uh, the final game here in Class A uh, tonight will be Creighton Prep taking on Millard West. Elkhorn and Norris are getting ready to go in Class B. And then tonight, Bennington will take on Concordia, Omaha, Brownell, Talbot. And that uh, conglomeration there out of the Metro. So we are about ready to go. Of course, being the eighth seed, Carney will be the... Uh, visiting team and get ready to bat and again it'll be shires foster miller casper rich Worley, stroh engberg and rodriguez and the opening pitch is coming up next on espn radio it's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Well, of course, baseball, not all that's going on. State soccer semifinals got going last night. Creighton Prep beat Papillion La Vista 3-0. Of course, Papillion La Vista upset Kearney in the first round at Omaha South. The number one seed blanked Gretna 4-0 this morning in Class B. Scott shut out Creek 2-0 in Columbus. Knocked off Lexington, avenging an earlier season loss by a score of 2-1. The Hastings girls lost yesterday in overtime to Omaha Mercy by a score of 1-0. We are about ready to get things underway here with the State High School Baseball Tournament on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. And Lane Shires will step in. Again, Carney hasn't always been the quickest out of the gate. And Shay Dietrich is going to give them all kinds of problems. He is a lefty, and he stands down there in the first pitch of the ball game as an off-speeder swung on and missed for strike number one. For Elkhorn South and Dietrich, he comes into the ball game with a 5-1 and one record and a 1.61 ERA. And the 0-1 pitch to Shires. High and away for ball one. He's got good velocity out there as well. And so he is going to be a tough one to get to, just as it was last week in the districts for Carney High. But they were able to get a couple across in the sixth and win it in nine. The 1-1 pitch is hammered to left center field. That is well hit. Back, back, and making the play is Gage Julin. I thought maybe Shires had a little bit more of that than he actually did, although it was hit fairly deep to left center. And that will bring up Corbin Foster as Shires will fly out to left. We'll get to Elkhorn South's offense in a little bit. I'll just tell you one thing. There's nobody in the starting lineup batting less than 300 for Elkhorn South. You wonder how any of their teams ever get three outs in an inning. They're hitting 356 as a team. Corbin Foster, the lefty, stands in now, and the fastball will be a little bit low. Ball one, 1-0. One oh. Miller on deck. We're just underway in the first-ever state tournament baseball game for Kearney. Of course, these kids have had a lot of success in the past, especially from the junior level. 
Fastball swung on a miss that time by Foster, and it's one ball, one strike. Obviously, you'd just love to be able to get on top, do something to scratch things out here. Seward did it to Sam Wibbles earlier today. It didn't work out in the end, but it gives you a little bit of confidence. And the 1-1 pitch from Dietrich. Kerr, ball, waved on and miss. Big boys are going to have trouble hitting that one. Here's a kid that uh, Carney fans won't root for today, but they'll probably be rooting for the next four to five years when he's up the street at uh, Nebraska playing for the Big Red. 1-2 pitch down to Corbin Foster. And he'll wave on it and miss. It's in the dirt. They'll have to throw down to first, and they get the job done. So the first strike out of the ball game for out number two. Two up, two down. Speaking of the Huskers, they lead Arizona State 2-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh. Ty Roseberry got another start today at designated hitter of the Carney product, but he just hasn't had a lot of success in that starting role. He is 0-3 for 3 today, but the Huskers are up 2-1 to one against Arizona State. Now back to action here with Braden Miller. He had some big, big plays offensively and defensively. First pitch here is chopped to third. It takes a bad hop, but it's going to be grabbed there by Gish. The throw over to first is going to be away from the first baseman. They round the bag. Miller's got to get back, and they almost tag him out. There's not a lot of room between the first base bag and the fence, probably just a touch less than what you would see at Memorial Field, and Miller turned, and they were on it and threw behind him. And so we will see an error charged here to the third baseman, Jake Gish. Once it just bobbled, he had to rush his throw. So whether you call it on the field or you call it on the throw, it's still an error. And that'll bring up Mason Casper. Casper stands in there with Will Richter going down to be the courtesy runner, which you will see for Carney just about every chance you can get. Two outs, and you know Dietrich's got a good move over there, so not a huge lead for Richter. Two outs, runner on here in the first. Curveball that's going to miss a little low to Mason Casper. You really, at the high school level, are confident to throw any of your non-fastball pitches on the first pitch, and you heard Coach Archer talk about his kids wanting to look fastball until they fall behind in the count and not swing at that breaking ball from Dietrich. Playing Casper to pull. Fastball, he'll take it for a strike. He's okay with that. It was away at the knees. Just one of those that you would call as good a pitch as uh, Sayer Dietrich can throw. So down at first is Will Richter after the error. Let Braden Miller reach with two outs. We're at the top of the first scoreless here in the Class A state tournament. The winner gets Millard South. The loser gets Grand Island. Big, huge breaking ball. Backdoor strike. He throws that all day. You just will forget about it. That's one that the big boys would have trouble hitting. Dietrich just barely hit the back door with that left hand. Big, huge curveball. One ball, two strikes. A pitch away from getting out of the top of the first inning here for number one, Elkhorn South. Casper waves the bat, open stance, and the one-two pitch from Dietrich is on the way, and it's outside. Started it just like he did the last curveball, but he had all kinds of heat, and the catcher, Valdiva, had to go out and snag it. Valdiva also going to play Division I baseball at Richmond University. Two balls, two strikes to Casper. Corbin Rich would be next if Carney can keep the inning going here. And the 2-2 pitch with two outs here in the top of the first. A little extra time, Dietrich. There goes the runner. The pitch is swung on and missed. They'll have to throw down again to first base, but no problem. And it's going to be no runs, no hits, one error, and one man left on here for Carney High in the top of the first. We go to the bottom of the first. Carney nothing. Elkhorn South coming to bat here on ESPN. 
Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com as we go to the bottom of the first inning here. For Carney defensively, Sam Enberg in left, Trey Rodriguez in center, Corbin Foster at right. Mason Casper at third, Lane Shires at second, Jackson Worley at first, and Seth Stroh is your shortstop. Braden Miller doing the catching, Noah Carpenter doing the pitching. He has been, I don't know if they gave him the most improved at the banquet the other night, but uh, he has been maybe the biggest pleasant surprise. As we said, he is 5-0, 2.17, but his last two starts by far the biggest. And stepping in, Sayer Dietrich, the left-hander, will take the first pitch for strike one. You won't say that Carpenter is overpowering. We kind of compared him a little bit to the Greg Maddox uh, type of pitcher last week where he moves it around quite a bit, and he found a way to keep Millard West in check. The 0-1 pitch, Dietrich, opposite way, base hit between short and third, hitting 443 on the season, and he's able to get the first base hit here of the state tournament. And as you heard Coach Archer say, they like to run. The kid that likes to run the most is our next batter, Luke Jessen, and Dietrich is going to check out of the game. And in as the courtesy runner will be Trevor Winterstein. Winterstein checks in at first. So for Winterstein, so far on the season, he's had a few stolen bases in there. But he was uh, added to the varsity roster a little late, hasn't played in quite as many games. Carney has always had a little more problem with runners on base throwing out of the stretch. As the pitch is on the way, thinking about squaring the bunt, but not quite going all the way around was Jessen, and the pitch is out and away, ball one. Obviously, there has to be some nerves out there, but are the nerves the same this week as they were last week for Carpenter? Can he fight them off? So Diedrich gets the single. Jessen is up. Valdiva and Kish would be next. Bottom of the first scoreless. Inside, a late steal on the way down. The throw is on the mark, but it was too late. And a stolen base going to be recorded by Winterstein. The pitch was called a strike, and it's one ball and one strike. So they want to run. They want to put pressure on the pitcher. And one thing we know for a fact, not only will Carney have to find a way to keep it low scoring like they did last week before they can get to Dietrich or get him knocked out of the game, they cannot kick the ball around. And they did not do that last Saturday, and that's why they won 6-5 and 4-2 in nine innings. 
So Luke Jensen, the DH, stands in there with a 1-1 count. And Carpenter, they bunt it. It's going to be a beauty down the third baseline, but it bounces foul. One and two. Carney probably wasn't quite as prepared for the bunt in that situation. And, of course, Casper has to stay home with the base runner at second. And Coach Dahl and his staff know that, how to play the percentages over there. But now one and two. And it's portions like this that are going to get things big in a game like this. So when you're trying to pull the upset, you never know exactly what's going to happen out there. But all of a sudden, if you can get a strike out here, you put yourself in a much better situation against Jessen who is hitting 349 on the season. As we said, every batter in the starting lineup over 300, the team hits 356. And the one-two pitch to Jess at high. Never had to worry about that one, two and two. Valdiva would be next. Remember, Brant Grosskreitz is not in the starting lineup here. He might be the first guy that Carney would go to, and they hope they don't have to worry about that until way later in this baseball game. Two balls, two strikes. Winterstein gets a big lead away from second. Stroh tries to hold him on, and the pitch is going to be backdoor called strike three. Beautiful pitch from Noah Carpenter. His off-speed and breaking stuff haven't normally been the big strikeout pitch, but he gets one there looking, and that'll bring up James Valdiva doing the catching for Elkhorn South. He's hitting 400 on the season with two home runs. One thing about Elkhorn South, they don't have a lot of home runs. Nobody has more than two. Last week, of course, Big guy from uh, Millard West had his ninth against Carney. And the pitch. Swung on and ripped into right center, and that's going to be extra bases possibly. Turning it around first and holding as Foster gets over there and cuts it down. But Elkhorn South is on the board here in the top, bottom of the first inning. Valdiva swung at the first pitch he saw, and it's an RBI. So it's one to nothing. And now checking in for Elkhorn South will be Guy Hunt. So the pitcher gets on, the catcher gets on. You get a couple of courtesy runners. Winterstein comes around to score, and Jake Gish stands in there. And here's the young man that has the worst batting average of the starters, and he's hitting 302. So you can't really make fun of a kid for hitting 302. And he's the cleanup hitter. He is the cleanup hitter for Coach Dahl. So one to nothing here in the bottom of the first with one out and a runner on first for Elkhorn South. Carpenter comes set. Valdiva, he's off. Fake the bunt, throw down to second, and he is in there safely. It was bang, bang, but the play was just to the shortstop side of the bag, and Shires had to come back across the body, and that was the difference. Had it been on the second base side, Miller threw it right at the knees where he wanted to, but just two feet one side to the other, and a stolen base for Valdiva. So they are testing the arm of the Nebraska football walk-on recruit in Braden Miller. The pitch was called a ball, 1-0. To Gish. Carpenter comes set. Fires in. Check swing he went. Strike one. Stayed a little high, but couldn't hold back. Jax Brockett would be next. Carney High had one base runner in Miller reach on an error on a sharp ground ball to third, but could not get any farther as they were not able to score in the top of the first. One on, one out, one nothing. Elkhorn South. Big hook is going to stay just high. Ball two. Two balls, one striking, and Grand Island falls in the bottom of the seventh, two to one. Hastings explodes in the last three innings to win 12 to two, scoring 10 runs in their last two at bats. For the Huskers, they're playing Arizona State, and it's still up two to one in the top of the eighth. Coming set, Carpenter right down the pipe, and it's ripped into left field. They're going to try and score him. They come up with the baseball, and they say, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. As the coach at third puts up the hold-on sign, and Valdiva had to 
put the brakes on. He fell down and went back. Good job by Sam Engberg to bring the ball in, but three hits now already here in the bottom of the first. And it's first and third here for Jacks Brockett. The first baseman is also a left-hander. And for Brockett on the season, he's a sophomore hitting 4.06. And he can also throw the pill. He's 5-0 with a 1.1 ERA. A lot of lefties already up here against Noah Carpenter. One to nothing in the bottom of the first with runners at the corner and one out. Carpenter comes set. Fires it a little high. Ball one, one and oh. Drew Reitz would be next. Carney wants to find a way to get out of here with minimal damage. You don't want a huge three, four, five run deficit right out of the gate. And the pitch. Miller is going to be fouled straight back. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your home real estate agents like Rhonda Johnson or Lori Sierra for helping you with your next move in the real estate market. One ball, one strike here to Brockett. Waves the bat. Carpenter delivers inside, just about hit him. He didn't try to get out of the way, and it just missed his jersey around the belt loop. Ball two, two and one. So down there at third base. It's not Valdiva because they did uh, run for him. Guy Hunt is down there. And then you've got Gish over at first. He hasn't taken off yet. The pitch outside. Now he takes off, and Miller's just going to let him go. They thought maybe it was strike two to make it two and two, but instead it's ball three. Three balls and one strike now with runners at second and third. So Brockett standing in there. Elkhorn South looking for their 18th consecutive win, including in there a one to nothing win just a week or the last game of the regular season against Millard West at the time. And Carpenter's pitch bounces in the dirt. Miller knocks it down and cannot advance the runners, but it is ball four. And Carpenter now has to be a little shaken. Uh, most of the pitches he's put across the plate have been hammered. He did get the strikeout on Jesson on a good backdoor breaking ball. So the bases are now loaded with one out here in the bottom of the first. It's already one to nothing in favor of Elkhorn South, and Drew Reitz will step in there. Drew is hitting 324 on the season with 20 RBIs. Carney needs a ground ball that they can pick up and turn into outs. Carpenter called strike one at the knees. 0-1. Noah Carpenter getting the start of the first state baseball tournament game ever for Carney. Carney kind of thinking about who they'd play in the second round and how things would play out. And figure Carpenter and Casper and Grokreitz are all about even. Here's a pitch that's going to be lined on the right field line, and it is just foul. I mean by less than a foot. That would have cleared at least two men in, and it just missed. So the brief prayer that the Carney fans threw up there worked, and it is strike two. No balls, two strikes to the number six hitter, Drew Reitz. That was almost the identical place that Millard South placed it. That was fair in the bottom of the seventh to win their game against GI 2-1. to one. So Carpenter ahead in the count now for the first time. It's 0-2. Setting up outside is Miller. And the pitch swung on and fouled back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. The winner plays Millard South at 4. Monday, the loser plays at 10 a.m. against Grand Island. Those games are all the rest of the way out at Haymarket Park. Home of the Huskers and how cool that is. Of course, you want to stay in that winner's bracket, obviously, and get to play there a couple, three, four times if possible, whatever the case may be. Waving the bat in there is the shortstop, Drew Reitz. 
Again, bases loaded with one out. The 0-2 pitch to reach is way outside where Miller was set. Ball one. Just one of those to give the eyes a little different look there for Reitz. Will Carpenter again tried that big breaking ball. He threw it to the left-hander, and so he had room. He can't afford to throw it probably inside here and take the chance of hitting the batter, Drew Reitz, with the bases loaded. One ball and two strikes. The pitch. Curve ball right back up the middle. Pitcher Carpenter has it. Throws home to Miller for one. Down to first. Got him. Double play, and it stays one and nothing. The one, two, three, double play to end the first inning, and the first inning is in the books for Kearney State Baseball. It is Elkhorn South, one, Kearney, nothing. There was one run on three hits, there were no errors, and there were two men left on. Uh, State Baseball for the Bearcats continues after this on ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN Radio, the State High School Baseball Tournament. We go to the top of the second. Designated hitter Corbin Rich will lead it off, followed by Jackson Worley and Seth Strom. Rich hitting just 255 on the season against the lefty Sayer Dietrich and the senior. Fastball grounded towards second. It'll be grabbed right there by Mosser and an easy play. So future Husker against a kid that many believe has got that potential in Corbin Rich and he went right after the first pitch but grounded out to second. So still no hitch yet for Carney High and Jackson Worley will step in. Again, Carney, as far as the bottom of the order really struggled through the first let's say two-thirds of the year got it going a little bit better here over the last couple of weeks. So Jackson Worley stands in. He'll take a look at the first pitch down the middle of the knees for strike number one. One nothing Elkhorn South, but Carney turned a bases loaded double play to end the first. Stroh on deck and Jackson Worley awaits from Sayer Dietrich. Big curveball, strike two. One ball, two strikes. Excuse me, no balls, two strikes to uh, Jackson Worley. And we saw Millard West really attack the bottom of the order for Carney, and it worked until the last six, seven, eight, nine. And the pitch swung on and poked foul down the right field line. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Steve Korm or Susan Bisi. A big thank you to Home Real Estate and all of our fine sponsors for allowing us to bring you Carney Baseball in this inaugural season. So the count remains 0-2. Worley over the top of it. And he just nicks it at the plate. Foul ball. So first pitch. Corbin Rich grounds out to second. Worley down the count 0-2. High School Baseball on ESPN brought to you by Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you and Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero. Save lives 
and get compensated. Nobody on one out here in the top of the second. Carney trailing one to nothing. Sayer Dietrich brings it home. It's going to be chopped towards third, and it's going to stay fair. Nice pickup off the hop and over and out for Jake Gish. That second hop hit the seam of the grass and the dirt, and it took kind of a funny kick towards the bag. But Gish, who had the error last inning, makes a nice play here. And out number two. So just like the first, two up, two down. And the lefty Seth Stroh will stand in there. He's raised his average to 261. It was down around 125 about three weeks ago. He did have a rough Saturday in the districts, but let's see if the lefty-lefty matchup here can get him going against Dietrich. The wind blowing towards left, fastball over the inner corner, and it's going to be called strike one. Wind has kind of died down here since the start of the ball game, though. It's barely moving the flag out in center field. And Sestro awaits the 0-1 pitch. Dietrich takes a little extra time, kicks and delivers, and it's going to be inside. He'll step out of the way for ball one. One and one. Dietrich hasn't really come inside too often on either a left or a right-handed batter. one nothing. Elkhorn South, top of the second. Nobody on two out here for the Bearcats. Carney, Carney Catholic, consolidated baseball. The pitch to Stroh, hard hit towards short, but right into the glove of Reitz, and the throw over to first is in time, and Carney is three up, three down. Ground out to second, ground out to third, ground out to short. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. Carney has not managed to hit in their first two innings. It is Elkhorn South 1 and Carney nothing. You're listening to the Class A State Baseball Tournament on ESPN Radio and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Well, the Oakhorn South Storm will stand in with their 7-8-9 batters, Gage Julian, Elliott Brown, and Tanner Black. Leading at one nothing. bottom of the second, Carpenter's first pitch is called strike one to Gage Julian. So, Carney, reminder of last week, they didn't get their first hit till the fourth inning and went on to win, but the key here is to hold down this extremely potent Elkhorn South offense. The 0-1 pitch, a little low and away, kicks up some dirt. It's one and one. Thanks for making ESPN Radio your home for Bearcat baseball and Carney Sports, Carney and Carney Catholic throughout the season for the last two plus decades. The pitch, thinking about it, good breaking ball, but holding off is going to be Julin, and it's two balls and one strike. Gage stands in there hitting 371 on the season. Again, if you just joined us, the team's hitting 356. So everybody's potent. The 2 1 pitch, taking low, ball three. And so many things you can nitpick about, but this is one of them right here. You're in the bottom of the order. All the hits so far have been singles, so Carpenter doesn't want to start walking guys in the bottom of the order. The 3-1 pitch. 
and taken pretty much the whole way is going to be a touch high for ball four. So Julen will draw the leadoff walk, and that brings up the right fielder, number one, Elliot Brown, hitting 341 on the season. They did show bunt a couple of times in the first inning, and let's see if they do that here with the bottom of the order and Tanner Black on deck. And one of the state's leading hitters, Dietrich, could come up here again. Checking first. There's the bunt attempt. It's whipped on. They'll throw down to first. Oh, a good throw. Would have had him. Miller threw it towards the dugout side as Julen got way away from first. Strike one. So Carney just about had what they wanted right there. And now you have to figure that Julen not going to quite get as far away from first base as time is called. Casper tying his shoe over there, just settling things down here for the Bearcats. 0-1 to the batter, the right fielder, Elliott Brown. The right-hander, Carpenter checks over at first. He'll throw over there just to take a look. It's a little low, but Worley digs it out, and in way ahead of the throw is Gage Julen. Again, I know a lot of graduations going on today, so congratulations to the graduates. Happy Mother's Day to my mom and all the moms celebrating tomorrow as well. Squaring to bunt, throwing to first, but only a foot off. So that had nothing going. Carpenter just wanted to check things out again. Brown did square to bunt. He's down on the count 0-1. So let's see if Carpenter can deliver something that he has trouble with bunting again. Squaring to bunt, the 0-1 pitch. Bunted right back towards the mound. Carpenter will make the play to first. And the sacrifice bunt there for Elliott Brown sends Julen down to second base. With another runner in scoring position and one out here. And that'll bring up Tanner Black, the center fielder for Elkhorn South. And even though he's batting in the nine hole, he's hitting 341 on the season. Now, maybe not quite as many at-bats as some of the other guys in the lineup. He has 10 RBI. And then Dietrich is on deck and Murderer's Row at the top again. So, Carney needing to get out number two right here with a number nine hole hitter. As Carpenter, not a big lead at second. He'll bring it home. That's right down the pipe for strike one. And not all of Elkhorn South's batters have taken the first pitch. Carpenter's thrown a lot of first pitch strikes. He did get a strikeout of the first inning, and then the bases loaded double play to get out of what could have been a potential huge inning for the Storm. So Julian away from second with one out here and an 0-1 pitch coming up to Tanner Black. Carpenter out of the stretch. Fastball just outside, ball one. Miller held it for an extra quarter second just to make sure. Carney High fans... It's not as warm in the stands because no sun getting to them here at Sherman Field. Wind now picking up, but it's blowing in from center field. And a 1-1 pitch coming up here from Noah Carpenter to Black. Big curveball is in there for strike two. Nice one for Noah Carpenter. One ball, two strikes. With Sayer Dietrich on deck, the leading hitter. And one of the top hitters in the entire state at that 443 average who singled on the first pitch he saw here this afternoon. The winner again gets Millard South. The loser will have to take on Grand Island on Monday. The 1-2 pitch. Big hook again. And it was just off the plate. Ball two. One thing we can tell you, Carpenter's curveball, it's got some movement on it today. Back over at Haymarket Park, it's still 2-1 Huskers. They go to the top of the ninth. Can they get a huge win against the 22nd-ranked Sun Devils? And the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. The second strikeout of the ballgame for Noah Carpenter. And back to the top of the order, Sayer Dietrich. 
singled, and then they put in a courtesy runner for him who stole a base and scored the first run of the game. So Julen, who drew the leadoff walk, is down there at second after the bunt. And Dietrich trying to make this a 2-0 game as he stands in there. Carpenter trying to settle down again against Millard West. Gave up a run in the first, although that was a home run from Max Armstrong. And then settled down significantly after that. Carpenter's pitch. Going to take that first strike up around the number on the outside corner of the plate. Good pitch from Carpenter. Strike one. It's exactly what Dietrich did the first time, and then he ripped the second pitch. I think I said the first pitch before. It was a second pitch that he ripped the opposite way, and now Stroh is towards second, so he's got a big hole between short and third. Let's see if he brings this one inside, which he does, and it's going to be popped up towards left field. The wind, not much there. Engberg drifting towards the line, and he'll make the play. So trying to go the opposite way again was Dietrich and unable to do it. And so we are through two innings of play here at Sherman Field in Lincoln. For Elkhorn South, no runs, no hits, no errors. One man left on after the leadoff walk. We go to the top of the third. It's Elkhorn South 1, Carney nothing. You're listening to Bearcats State Baseball on ESPN. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. State Baseball on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation brought to you by Duncan Tice Construction. Building with confidence and Moonlight custom screen print and embroidery. Everything's better by Moonlight. With our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, Doug Duda back with you here at beautiful Sherman Field for Carney High's first ever State Baseball game. And we go to the top of the third. Top seed Elkhorn South, winners of 17 in a row, lead it by a score of 1 to nothing. Over Carney, it's 8-9-1, Sam Egberg, Trey Rodriguez, and Lane Shires here to bat at the top of the third. Carney has had one base runner via an error, so no base hits yet, and Engberg will step in there. The first pitch from Dietrich is outside, fastball strike one. Again, Sam, what we saw him do last Saturday, he just put the bat on the ball and was able to produce four hits in the doubleheader and made a beautiful catch up against the left field wall. Squares to bunt. Tries to take it down the first baseline. It's foul. And he had Jax Brockett playing deep at first. So Engberg trying to drop one down and use his speed. There was some room over there. And Brockett's still playing extremely deep at first. Coming in at third is Jake Gish. The 1-1 pitch. Swung on and popped down the right field line. It's going to stay in play, but I don't think anybody's going to be able to get to it, and they are not. Although good hustle over there by Elliott Brown, the right fielder for Elkhorn South. And Engberg down to the count, 1-2. Like we mentioned last week with Anderson and all the pitchers, uh, 
uh, that came in. I guess Anderson was just in relief for uh, Millard West. Uh, they started with Caleb Rydell. Uh, they kind of figured that they could overpower the bottom of the lineup, and Carney kind of changed their approach about the way that they stood in there, really choked up, just kind of tried to stick the bat out. So let's see if Dietrich makes the same mistake and just tries to blow a fastball by him. Nope, curveball, and he had to swing on it and miss. He's got a beautiful breaking ball for a left-hander, and that is strikeout number three in the ball game here for Sayer Dietrich. So Trey Rodriguez steps in. He is the center fielder for Carney. For Trey on the season, he's batting 283, which for most of the teams they've played this year, that's a respectable nine-hole spot. He was up in the two spot at the beginning of the year. And the first pitch to Trey, he'll swing on it, chop it towards the hole, coming in, charging, making the glove a throw, over to first, not in time. Drew Reeds had to come in, threw against his body in front of Jake Gish. Nice dig out of the dirt over there by Jack Sprocket, but an infield single the first hit of the ball game by the number nine hitter, Trey Rodriguez. So something to at least get going here in the third, and as we said, Carney's got to find a way to scratch across some runs. Can't win if you don't score, and this extremely great offense from Elkhorn South, hard to hold them down. So Shire's in there. Shire's not a huge bunner throughout the year, but don't put that past him here. The pitch outside. Fastball, ball one, one and oh. Shire's first pitch that he swung at today, he flew out to left field. Hit it really good right on the nose, but it wasn't too hard for Julian to go over and run it down. one nothing. Elkhorn South, top of the third. Carney. Runner at first, Rodriguez with one out. Valdiva sets up outside. The pitch will stay there. They'll throw down to first, but back in time is Rodriguez. And it's 2-0. So Lane Shires ahead of the count. Dietrich hasn't fallen down to the count to Carney High throughout this baseball game. And now down 2-0 as Shires taken all the way. The pitch. Nope, he swung on it, and it... Kind of dropped down low in the strike zone. Not sure if that would have been a called strike or not, but Dietrich was not afraid, and it's two balls, one strike. Corbin Foster would be next for Carney. Rodriguez gets the lead away from first, but so hard to go off Dietrich. We haven't seen his move to first, a big move yet. As the left-hander kicks and delivers, it's going to be outside. Ooh, it caught the corner. The catcher dropped it. A little lean from Rodriguez. He has to dive back in as they throw it down there. Boy, That must have been a fat black part of the plate on the outside there because you could even see Valdiva, the catcher, kind of reach for it. And they call a strike two here on Lane Shires. Two balls, two strikes. So Rodriguez gets a touch of a bigger lead over there. Foster waits on deck. Let's see if Shires can put one in play here and make him field it. Now the pickoff play over at first and back in time. Rodriguez had that red. Again, it was huge for Carney just to put the ball in play last week, and Millard West kicked it around in that contest, committing five errors that obviously helped Carney in the end, especially win the game. The 2-2 pitch now to Lane Shires from Dietrich. Breaking ball outside, throw to first again. Rodriguez, a huge jump, and he had to dive back in, almost slid off the bag. Valdiva going to go play at Richmond, showing his gun off. He's already thrown it down there three times against Rodriguez, and the count is full. Three balls, two strikes. Runner at first. Now will Coach Archer send him? Shires awaits the 3-2 pitch. Dietrich brings it home. Swung on a miss. They do send him the throw down to second, and Rodriguez is safe. But strikeout number four in the ball game for Sayer Dietrich. 
So two down, but Carney has their first runner in scoring position as Rodriguez will get the stolen base. And Corbin Foster will step in. Struck out on a breaking ball in the first inning. Last week, Foster had that double and triple in the game against Millard West. And in the game against Millard North, he had a pair of singles and scored a run. So four hits last weekend as Foster stands in there. Hoping he can tie this ball game up with two outs. Pitch swung on a miss, strike one. Has that big curveball lefty to lefty, and he was out ahead of it. Strike one to Foster. Braden Miller is on deck. Foster on the season for Carney, batting 315. Casper, 333. Engberg, 371. And the 0-1 pitch. Up and in. He tried that breaking ball again. It just didn't sweep as much as the previous one. One ball, one strike. Rodriguez, the speedster at second. So anything that gets to the grass, they would send him home. Outfield playing straight up. Not overly deep either. They're not expecting a lot of solid contact against Dietrich. The pitch swung on and popped up towards short. Looks like it'll be playable. Backing up and making the catch is Drew Reitz. So Foster pops out to the shortstop, and that will end the mini threat here in the third. But Carney does get their first hit, albeit an infield hit from Trey Rodriguez. No runs on one hit, no errors, and one man left on. You're listening to the State Baseball Tournament on ESPN Radio with the score. Elkhorn South 1, Carney nothing. We head to the bottom of the third next. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. As always, a big thank you to our many fine sponsors like Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everybody wins, and Buffalo Roofing, reliable roofing for Kearney and Central Nebraska. The Husker baseball team has just completed a 2-1 victory today over Arizona State. Two runs, seven hits. Arizona State, one run, eight hits. And now we go to the bottom of the third, and Elkhorn South leading it by a score of one to nothing. And the Two, three, and four hitters are up. The first pitch to Luke Jensen is grounded towards second. It's picked up there by Lane Shires. One pitch, one out here for Noah Carpenter. Again, Elkhorn South jumped out early. They had three hits in the first inning and had the bases loaded with one out with a run across when it was grounded back to Carpenter for the one, two, three double play. Pitcher to catcher to first. Carney just finally got a runner in scoring position with two outs in the top half of this inning. James Valdiva steps in. He singled in his first at bat. And the pitch here is going to be low and away for ball one. Jake Gish will be next. Carpenter had a leadoff walk last inning and then worked around it, got three straight outs. Here's an off-speed away, ball two. Two and oh. 
Again, earlier today, Hastings, a 12-2 win in their contest against Seward. And they will play at 4 o'clock at Werner Park Saturday against Waverly in the 1-4 matchup. Pitch called strike 2-1 and one to Valdiva. And Grand Island, all the runs in the 7th, got beat 2-1 by Millard South. A walk-off base hit that hit the right field line. Pitches away, ball 3. 3-1 three to Valdiva. 1-0 Elkhorn South. Bottom of the 3rd. Nobody on. One out here for the Storm. Also, Elkhorn and Norris are tied 0-0 in the bottom of the third. Here's one that's hit out to center. Rodriguez has it traced towards right center, and he'll haul it in. So Elkhorn and Elkhorn South both playing right now. And two up, two down here with the lead, with the cleanup hitter, Jake Gish, stepping in. Gish singled in the first inning, but was stranded on base. Still to come, Creighton Prep and Millard West follow us here if the rain stays away, but it's headed this way. Wind starting to blow towards left field, and Carpenter's first pitch to Gish is called strike. 0-1-1. He's keeping the ball down. You've heard that so many times from head coaches and pitching coaches. Keep that ball down. Try to hit the strike zone. The 0-1 pitch. Same spot. 0-2. Home plate umpire thought about it for just a Extra tenth of a second and said, no, that's in the same spot. So no balls and two strikes. Trying to go three up, three down. Can Carpenter get the job done outside? And it's going to be ball one, one and two. Again, Miller set up outside. Carpenter threw it right on the target, but he was outside the zone. I call it the little league setup. One ball, two strikes. Carpenter trying to get us to the fourth inning here. And the pitch, check swing. He lost the baseball. They'll appeal down to first. Miller couldn't find it anyway, but they called it a ball. So it's ball two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs to the cleanup hitter, Jake Gish. Jacks Brockett is on deck. One to nothing, Elkhorn South here at the Class A State Baseball Tournament. And the wind of the pitch by Carpenter. Swung on and hit out to center field again. Rodriguez has to go back, has to go back. He's got room. He makes the one-handed catch. So hit hard and hit deep. But Gish is retired, and it's three up and three down here in the third. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on for the storm at number one, Elkhorn South, leading the seventh-ranked and eighth-seed Carney Bearcats, one to nothing. We head to the top of the fourth from the state baseball tournament here at Sherman Field in Lincoln. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Carney Baseball! Probably hearing some weather updates as we move through this game. Uh, the strong storm uh, that we look at 
on radar is all the way from uh, Alma through Columbus and uh, west of Aurora right now. So uh, hoping we can get a Carney win and get it done today as Carney goes to the top of the fourth and stepping in there to start things off will be Braden Miller. The Carney catcher waves at one in the dirt, strike one. Not what Coach Archer was talking about. Thinking fastball, Miller went after the first pitch last time and reached on the error of the third baseman. Miller, Casper, Rich, the heart of the order here for Carney in the top of the fourth, trailing 1-0. Fastball popped straight up and starting to fade back and out of play for a foul ball. 0-2. Home Real Estate brings you our foul balls. There's no place like home. See folks like Ryan Bruna or Amy Johnson to help you out and quickly down on the count 0-2 here is Braden Miller hitting 345 for Carney. Trying to get the leadoff man on again. Curve ball, low and away, ball one. One ball, two strikes. High school baseball brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great. And Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Miller waves the bat down to the count, one, two, to lead off the top of the fourth inning. And Dietrich's pitch is popped up and back out of play again for another foul ball. Carney High 17-8 and eight on the season, winning their last three and have won seven of their last eight outside of that loss to Lincoln Southwest here a couple of weeks ago. The pitch to Miller, swung on and chopped foul. He was just staying alive there. Beautiful pitch from Sayer Dietrich. But Miller stays alive, and Carney faithful applaud that one. A great crowd on hand here for Carney. Of course, these Kearney Catholic seniors graduate tomorrow. Kearney High next week. Mason Casper among those waiting over here to bat. Uh, that uh, will be going. I could run them all down off the top of my head, but uh, that's kind of pointless. They're all going to graduate here in the next couple of weeks if they're seniors. And congratulations to them. one nothing Elkhorn South. Top of the fourth. They scored in the first. Count still 1-2 and two to Braden Miller. And the pitch outside. High and away ball two, two and two. Miller wants to make Say Dietrich work here, so Sayer Dietrich has really worked efficiently throughout this ball game. Has four strikeouts, two in the first, two in the third. Got Carney and three straight ground outs in the second. Two two pitch now to Miller. Swung on and fouled straight back. So he's on a fastball. Dietrich actually brought one to him there. Foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. Don't forget the state track meet will be going on next Friday and Saturday. We'll be following classes A and C that begin at 9 a.m. Friday, B and D later in the day, and then everybody on Saturday here on ESPN and Power 99. A 2-2 pitch again now to Braden Miller. Outside, ball three, great eye there by Miller. So he was down 0-2. He's fouled a few off. He's bound back, and he's got a full count with Mason Casper on deck. He'll be followed by Corbin Rich. They'd love to get Jackson Worley and Seth Stroh and more. 3-2 pitch. Check swing. They called him out. Braden Miller says, how about appeal? And it doesn't matter when the home plate umpire gets you in. Miller goes down on one that breaks below his knees. Strikeout number five. Frustrating one there. Miller wanted to protect the plate. Thought he held up. But he went around for the strikeout. And Mason Casper will check in. He will step in as a strikeout victim to end the first inning. Got him on a breaking ball low, too. So Sayer Dietrich working as a number one should for Elkhorn South. Fastball called strike one. Well, if you can paint the outside air quotes corner, you're going to get the call. 
both ways, Carney and Elkhorn South. It's been expanded a little bit. 0-1 pitch, and Casper, who doesn't need any help covering the plate, sees it ball one even farther outside. As we said, I can't imagine there's another kid in Class A that's been hit by pitches more than Casper. So if it is over the outside corner, he's got the range to take care of it. Timeout going to be called here by Casper just to maybe get Dietrich out of his routine. It had been step in, wait three seconds, pitch, step in, wait three seconds, pitch. So he breaks up and now steps back in with the open stance and the breaking ball out and away ball two. Two balls, one strike. I'm guessing Dietrich also knows that Casper's not afraid to wear a pitch because everything's been to the outer half against Casper. Two and one, bases empty. One out, top of the fourth. Carney down 1-0 here at the state tournament. Fastball ripped back up the middle. Backing up, backing up the center fielder. Tanner Black, and he'll get under it. Casper ripped it, but it was right at the center fielder. Carney's hit a couple of balls hard to the outfield, but right at him with no chance to get the gap. So two up, two down. And Corbin Rich will stand in. First pitch he saw in the second inning, he grounded out to uh, second base. One nothing Elkhorn South. Sayer Dietrich only has given up an infield single in the hole over at short to Trey Rodriguez. Rich, first pitch. Swung on and missed. It was a check swing and a beautiful decision there by Dietrich. He said, I know they're looking, and I'm going to throw him a big old breaking ball. Strike one. So Rich trying to get something going with two outs just to get some base runners here. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on. There's a base hit, the hardest hit base hit. Not necessarily the hardest hit ball, but he rips it into center field, and the designated hitter, Corbin Rich, comes away with a solid single to center. And that'll bring up the first baseman, Jackson Worley. Now, one thing about having Rich over there at first, he is not a threat to go anywhere. And you're going to need a couple of base hits to probably get him around unless Worley can put one up against the fence into a gap. Center fielder Tanner Black looking into locker or the dugout saying, where do you want me to play this guy? They say, let's just play pretty straight up. First pitch bounces in front of the plate and blocked there by James Valdiva. Ball one. So Worley stands in ahead of the count, 1-0. Holding on the runner at first is Jax Brockett. Everybody else playing pretty much straight up. Shortstop Reitz started to slide towards second, now back in his normal position. And Dietrich brings home the 1-0 pitch. Outside, ball two, 2-0. Seth Stroh, who has about as much power as anybody on the team, is on deck. Love to get him up, love to get a bunch of guys up, but especially him with some runners on, even if it is with two outs. The 2-0 pitch now to Worley. Big kick, and it's going to be grounded, but right off the mound, second baseman uh, Mosser picks it up, tosses to the shortstop, Reitz for the force out, and that'll do it here in inning number four. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on. We're moving along in the Class A State Baseball quarterfinals. We go to the bottom of the fourth, Elkhorn South one. And Carney nothing, Elkhorn South coach Brandon Dahl over there has brought his team out in front of the dugout and is talking to them about, hey, we need to get something going here. Don't let them hang around. We'll see if Noah Carpenter can keep it going on the mound when we return. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! 
Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. With our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda, back at Sherman Field in Lincoln, where we go to the bottom of the fourth, and Jax Brockett will stand in here for Elkhorn South. Fifth in the order, he drew a walk to load the bases in the first inning. Eventually, Carney got out of it with a double play, and he'll take the first pitch here. Low, ball one. one nothing. Elkhorn South here in the fourth. Pitch just missing outside, ball two. Good pitch by Carpenter, just didn't get the call that time. We get Elkhorn South scored in the first. That's been it so far, 2-0 pitch. Right down the pipe, but low, ball three. That is our first 3-0 count by either pitcher today. It'll be Jax Brockett, Drew Reitz, and Gage Julin. 5-6-7 and seven to get things going to the bottom of the fourth for Elkhorn South. The 3-0 pitch, he just lobs it in there, and it's taken for a strike. Strike one, 3-1, and one. Brockett taking all the way. Jacks on the season again, 4-0-6. One of three Elkhorn South batters hitting 400 or better. 3-1 pitch. Swung on, grounded towards short. Strohs there, picks it up. Seth's throw is right on the money. Four out number one to Jackson Worley. So Drew Reitz will step in. He grounded in to the double play. Back to the pitcher, Carpenter, to end the first inning. And he'll stand in there now. And Drew hitting 324 on the season. One to nothing in favor of Elkhorn South. And the wind. And the pitch from Noah Carpenter is a curveball and a check swing strike to Drew Reitz. Taking a look at what else is going on in the state baseball tournament. In Class B, Norris has scored first. They lead Elkhorn one to nothing in the top of the fourth. Here's one that's chopped towards second and bobbled. It went right under the glove of Lane Shires. He tried to backhand it after it took the hop off the grass, and I'm guessing we're going to see the first Carney error right here when the official score puts it up, and that is the case. So Drew Reitz reaches on the air of the second baseman, and that'll bring up Gage Julin. And remember, in that first inning, when Elkhorn South got somebody on first, they were sending him a team that loves to steal bases, over 100 stolen bases in their 22 games this year. And the first pitch, high and away ball one. So again, Carpenter has to respond with a base runner here. He had a leadoff walk in the second, then worked around that comfortably. And went 1-2-3 in the third to kind of the heart of the order, the 2-3 and 4 hitters. The number 7 hitter, Gage Julin, he drew that walk to start the second. He's ahead in the count, 1-0, throw over to first. Plenty of time there for Drew Reitz. Creighton Prep and Millard West next here, but I'm guessing we're going to wait a rain delay and then Bennington and Concordia playing in Class B at Werner Park. Again, Hastings beat Seward 12-2. Waverly beat Mount Michael 4-3. to 
Grand Island fell to Millard South 2-1, and Archbishop Bergen beat Gretna 5-3. A hit and run and a swing and a foul ball back. How do you know it's a hit and run? When you swing at one over your head. And that's exactly what he was trying to do, is poke that one to right field as Reach took off. So it's one ball, one strike. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Steve Corum or Alex Beckman among your many fine agents. Doug Duda with you here on KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Your home for Carney Athletics. Carney, Carney Catholic Baseball. We are in the bottom of the fourth. It is Elkhorn South 1, Carney nothing. South has a runner at first with one out. And Gage Julin at the plate with a count of one and one. Carpenter comes in and brings it home. It's a pitch out and nobody going. Braden Miller will hold on to it. Two balls, one strike. Elliott Brown is on deck. Tanner Black would be next. Again, you win this game, you play at Haymarket Park Monday at 4. You lose, you play at Haymarket Park at 10 a.m. And the pitch by Carpenter is going to be poked down the right field line, but it is slicing and it is foul. Strike two. Just trying to poke the ball down the right field line. Not a big swing there by Julin. And it's two balls and two strikes. Noah Carpenter had a strikeout of the first and a strikeout in the second. So two so far in the ball game. He'd like to get number three right here against Julin and keep Reitz over at first. Reitz a modest lead and the 2-2 pitch. Chopped towards third, but foul. And it'll stay two balls and two strikes. High School Baseball on ESPN Radio brought to you by Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses. Locally grown, locally owned, and SeaTac Flooring, your restoration experts. Doug Duda with you on this Saturday. Oscar's a winner today by a score of 2-1 to one over Arizona State. And the storms or heavy rains are moving this way. 2-2 pitch. Carpenter a little low. Ball three. Three and two. And I'm imagining that they're going to send Reitz. It's cooling down just a touch here at Sherman Field. We're about 62 at first pitch. Three and two. Big pitch for Carpenter. And it's going to be poked into right field. Base hit. That will allow Pete Reitz to round second. He'll head to third. First and third with one out. So Julian had just been doing it, been doing it, been doing it. And that time he got it to stay fair. And a single for Gage Julian. We'll bring up the right fielder, Elliot Brown. He laid down a sacrifice bunt in the second inning. And I think we're going to get a courtesy runner, and that's exactly right. So Guy Hunt will check into the ball game. He came in as a courtesy runner back in the first. And he will be taken off. I'm about guaranteeing this one. So Braden Miller gives the signals to the infield how they want to play a bunt attempt, how they want to play who's covering the bag. So Elliott Brown, the right fielder, hitting 341, stands in there. One-nothing Elkhorn South. The bottom of the order trying to produce something here for Elkhorn South. As they get the courtesy runner in, our home plate umpire is ready to go. And Carpenter now, for the first time since the first, has multiple runners on base. He'll come set. And the pitch. Going to be right down there for strike one. No sign of a bunt. So it's 0-1 to Elliott Brown. Tanner Black would be next. At third base is Drew Reitz. He reached on the error. And again, we talked about it all year long. 
Carney here has given up an error and then the base hit to right on a 3-2 pitch. Carpenter looks over to first. Comes set. Now squaring to bunt. And the 0-1 pitch is a touch outside. Intentional. Miller was set up out there. They wanted to see if he was taken off. It was a, you know, you have a safety squeeze. That was a safety pitch out. It's one ball and one strike. Don't forget Royals baseball tonight on the breeze. Continuing their series with the Phillies. They won the game last night. Two home runs for Alex Gordon. Here's a bunt push down the first base line. It's fielded. Nobody's there. They throw it into right field. One run's going to score. The throw to second. They will be able to pick him off. They're coming home. The throw is over Braden Miller's head. Two errors and two runs score. Noah Carpenter came in to pick up the bunt. Jackson Worley came in as well. There was nobody at first, but the umpire is also wearing a black top, just like Carney. So Carpenter flipped it over there. There was nobody there. So the right fielder, Corbin Foster, came in alertly through to second. He picked off Elliott Brown. And then trying to come home was Gage Julin, and a good throw would have just nailed him. But it was way over Braden Miller's head, and it's 3 to nothing now, Elkhorn South on another Carney error. So stepping in there will be Tanner Black with two outs, and the first pitch is a called strike. So how does this go? That's going to be a bunt single for Elliott Brown on a sacrifice. And then he is thrown out right field to second base, or shortstop, I guess. I think it was second base. My apologies. And the pitch here is low ball one. Reitz came around to score. And Julin came around to score on the throwing air. So nobody on, two outs, but it's now three to nothing. And Carpenter brings it home to the number nine man, Black. The curveball hits the inner half for strike number two, one and two. So Brown sacrifice bunt single. And then the throw into right field allowed them both to eventually score. And the one-two pitch lined at first. It goes off the first baseman, Worley, and into short right field. He went down on one knee to try and catch it out of the air. It hit the heel of his glove, and there's another error for Carney. It was hard hit, but it was right at Worley. And the bottom of the order coming through big here in the fourth inning. So it's 3 to nothing, and here's Sayer Dietrich. He singled in the first, and he flew out to left in the second. With two outs here, he bats. In the fourth with a 3 nothing lead, he's the starting pitcher. He's only given up two hits to Carney. Carpenter brings it in and low, ball one. 1-0. One oh. So Carney with the three errors here. They had played so well last week. And again, kind of the errors here when you have uh, what they had allow them to run the bases here and put some runs across. Carpenter takes a little extra time on the mound as he looks in to the lefty Sayer Dietrich. I think he wants him to call time. He's just staring in there. He hasn't even come set yet, and finally the time is called. I think Carpenter was just going to stand there until Dietrich decided, eh, I'm, just, I'm done here for a minute. Looking over at first, big lead over there by Tanner Black, and there he goes, kind of a pitch out. They'll throw down to Stroh, and they have got him, it looks like. Yeah, it took a while, but they throw him out. The call at second base, so Black... Two down to shortstop, six for out number three. But Elkhorn South is able to plate two runs on two hits 
There were two Carney errors and one man left on. We go to the top of the fifth in the Class A state quarterfinals. Elkhorn South 3, Carney nothing on ESPN. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Update, there were three Carney errors last inning, so two runs, two hits, three errors, one man left. And it looks like we've got a defensive change here for Elkhorn South. Ty Beckwith will come in to play left field. So Ty Beckwith is in the left field here for Elkhorn South. 7-8-9 coming up here for Kearney. So it is Seth Stroh, Sam Engberg, and Trey Rodriguez here at the top of the fifth. Now 3-0 Elkhorn South. Still out there on the mound throwing some good stuff is going to be Dietrich. He comes inside for ball one. Stroh grounded out to short to end the second inning. Engberg struck out, and Rodriguez had the infield single, one of two hits in the ball game. Rich singled with two outs last inning. Sayer Dietrich hasn't fallen behind in the count much, and here they take it just outside. Valdiva had the ball there for a long time as the catcher, but he didn't get the call, so it's 2-0. and Again, Hastings a winner, 12-2 over Seward. Grand Island lost in walk-off fashion, 2-1 to Millard South. And here's an overthrown pitch by Dietrich. It bounces in front of the plate. He really tried to bring the heat and just bounced it in front of the plate. So 3-0 to Seth Stroh. Carney has not had anyone walk in the ball game. And this is the first 3-0 count that Dietrich has had, let alone any three-ball count. So Stroh taken all the way, and it's in there for strike one. 3-1, and one, and now an interesting decision here for Archer, Coach Brad Archer. He knows Stroh can pound the ball, and Dietrich needs to bring a strike, but he's not afraid to throw breaking stuff, and it's 3-1. He might be taken all the way here again. Stroh taken all the way, and it's up for ball four. Not by much, but the first walk of the ball game here for Sayer Dietrich. So the leadoff man here aboard for Carney, and that is the first time in the ball game that Carney has had the leadoff man aboard. Sam Engberg steps in. For all you investors, he's going to bunt. Like one to nine, he's going to bunt. Even though it's a 3 nothing game. Let's see how big of a lead Stroh gets. He's not bunting. He takes one up and away. That's why you got to be careful at the horse track. He might bunt after he receives a strike. This might be one of those where Dietrich just walks Stroh, so they're going to wait and take a strike. Coach Archer's been doing this for a long time. He knows what's going on, and Valdiva's actually going to go out to the mound and talk to his pitcher. Carney trying to get on the board and answer right back from the two spot that Elkhorn South 
took advantage of in the snowball fight there in the bottom of the fourth. Trey Rodriguez next, then back to the top of the order, Lane Shires. 3-0, Elkhorn South, top of the fifth. And the 1-0 pitch way outside, ball two. Well, remember last week against Millard West, Carney didn't have a hit until the fourth, and then things started to unrival uh, in that Millard North game against Jake Ricketts after about three innings. Here's the 2-0 pitch, and that one's in there for strike one. So two balls, one strike, and again, you don't really have to worry about Carney stealing bases here against the lefty Dietrich. They can't get a really big lead on him. 2-1 pitch for Engberg, and he's going to take it away, ball three. And you can just see Dietrich out there fidgeting with his left paw. He's feeling the fingers. He's trying to figure out, why is this slipping out of my hand? What's going on? He was so on point the first four innings. Up 3-1 pitch now. To Engberg, taken all the way outside ball four. The first two base runners have walked here for Carney, and that's going to bring out Coach Dahl immediately to go to the mound. It has been moving along brilliantly here for Sayer Dietrich, but he walks Stroh and Engberg to get to the number nine man, Trey Rodriguez. So we've got a visit to the mound. We'll take a little look here at what has happened in this baseball game. Carney has been held to just two hits, an infield single by Rodriguez and a two-out single back up the middle by Corbin Rich. For Elkhorn South, they came out blazing in the first inning. Dietrich singled. The courtesy runner stole a base. Luke Jensen did strike out looking. Then James Valdiva singled in a run. Jake Gish singled. And Jack Brockett walked to load the bases. And then Drew Reitz grounded it back to the pitcher, Carpenter, who was able to go on a 1-2-3 double play and squelch what could have been a big inning. And then Elkhorn South scored two in the fourth after uh, Brockett grounded out. Reitz reached on the fielding air at second on a ground ball. Then Julin singled, and Brown laid down a bunt, which Carney threw into right field, and two runs eventually scored. So it's 3-0, the trip to the mound done. Rodriguez steps in. Let's see what our number nine man does here for Carney. Squares to bunt, wheel and deal, nobody's covering second, but they found out what they wanted to know. Sometimes throwing to a base or fake throwing to a base is just to see if the batter will tip his hand, and Trey did square to bunt. Carney trying to get two men in scoring position for the top of the order. And the pitch, pulling back but strike one and charging hard all the way. I mean... If that one had been laid down the first baseline, Brockett probably could have thrown to third. They had the wheel on, second covering first, still playing in at third is Jake Gish. 0-1-1 to Rodriguez, and the key here is if you are going to bunt, get the job done. And Trey has been able to handle pressure situations. Let's see what he does here, squaring to bunt again. Waiting, now pulls the bat back, and it's going to be outside for ball one. Tried to bring a little off speed. Elkhorn South fans didn't like that call. Haven't heard a lot of commotion one way or the other when it comes to calls. And that's a good job by our home plate umpire. Just one that I thought might have been outside just by the way the catcher reacted. One and one now to Rodriguez. Two on, nobody out, top of the fifth. Squares to bunt. Lays it down the third baseline, and that's going to be a beauty. Rodriguez speeds down to first. He's safe. The ball goes into right field. One run will score. It gets way away. Two runs are going to score. It's going down the line. Around second, Rodriguez is over to third, and it's 3-2. to two. I'm going to call that a bunt single with a throwing error that allowed everything to take place after that. Trey Rodriguez 
with a bunt single and advances over to third on the throwing air of the pitcher who just pulled his first baseman, Jax Brockett, off the bag and a little bit over his head. Brockett was trying to stay on, and the ball went over his head. And so an error, the second of the ball game here, has got Carney right back into it with a tying run at third to the top of the order, Lane Shires. He's flown out to left. He struck out. He's trying to put the ball in play and tie this thing up. The infield playing in the pitch. He'll take it low, try to throw him again, some off speed. And it is 0-1. He got him to go after that earlier in the ball game on a strikeout. So still nobody out here in the top of the fifth, 3-2 Elkhorn South. Shires, then Foster, then Miller, if they can get a huge inning here. And the pitch from Dietrich. Low and inside, fastball misses. It's 2-0. Again, Stroh and Engberg both reach via the walk. And then a bunt single with the following throw going into right. Shire stands in. The pitch, he's taken, it gets through the wickets. They're going to try and score him. Rodriguez comes in the play at the plate. He's safe. We're tied at three. A pass ball. The two Division I prospects, the first mistake they've had right there. It went right through the wickets of Valdiva. And Carney has scored two runs on an error and one on a pass ball. Doesn't matter how you do it. It's 3-3. And the count now, 3-0 to Lane Shires. And there is a meeting out at the mound from all the infielders just saying, all right, wasn't a long meeting, but you got to be saying, hey, settle down. We're starting the inning over. So what? We're tied. We're the number one team. Let's just go take care of business. Dietrich, one of the best baseball players in the state, both on the mound and at the plate. 3-0 pitch taken for strike one. So Carney High, who had just two hits coming into the inning, have tied it up, and there's still nobody out. But now the bases are empty. It's 3-1. Let's see if Shires takes all the way again. Dietrich winds, kicks, fires, and ooh, a high strike. He'd already taken about five steps down to first. But our home plate umpire says, nah, why don't you come back? And sometimes you don't want to wait for him to call it. 3-2. Shire stands in, waving the bat, brings it home. Curveball called, strike three. So Dietrich battles back there. And a big called strike on the leadoff man, Lane Shires. He goes down for the second time in the ball game. That is the fifth strikeout now for Dietrich. He had two in the first, two in the third, and now one here in the fifth. And Corbin Foster will stand in. He struck out of the first, and he popped up the shortstop to end the third. 3-3, top of five. Bounces one of the dirt, low it away, ball one. So, Carney, one more time here through the middle of the order, and here's kind of the situation you need to produce here because you may not get back to the middle order again in the sixth or seventh. 3-3, pitch, swung on and missed, strike one. Kind of pulled the head there a little bit for Corbin Foster, but Foster was such a huge week and a huge district last Saturday. Wants to catch up to one here. The lefty waves the bat with a 1-1. Dietrich trying to settle down. Sayer brings it home. Curveball. Foul tipped into the mitt. Strike two. One and two. And Sayer looks like he has settled down now. As he battles back from a 3-0 count to get Shires. Now he's ahead of Foster. One and two with Miller on deck. And there's one that bounces in the dirt. Low and away again. Ball two. Braden Miller reached on an air in the first and struck out of the fourth. 
but he is one of the leading hitters for Carney this year at 345. I think you have to say from the guys that regularly have played almost every game, he would be your leading hitter, although Engberg's average is a little higher. 2-2 pitch now to Foster. Swung on and skied over the third baseman. It's going to stay in play, and Jake Gish will have Coach Archer get out of the way and haul it in for out number two. So a foul out there to third base for Corbin Foster. And now a pair of outs from the top of the order after the bottom of the order got it going. A couple of walks. Rodriguez bunt single with the errors to allow a couple to score, and then he scored on the pass ball. And here's Braden Miller. Had that home run for the insurance run in the Millard North game last week in the sixth inning, and they needed it, winning 6-5. to five. Dietrich takes a big breath, and the lefty brings it home, and it's away. Ball one, 1-0. One oh. So the sixth man to come to the plate here, obviously the most successful inning offensively here for Carney, but the only hit in the inning is a bunt single. 3-3, your score as Miller awaits. The pitch, big swing and a fastball high, strike one. Miller wanted to torture that baseball. And again, 360 in the alleys and 380 to center. It's a smaller field than they play out at home at Memorial. 1-1, Casper on deck with two outs. Pitch swung on and fouled straight back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your many great agents like Teresa de Lafayette or Robert Fitzgerald. Carney has tied it here with three in the top of the fifth. Now a 1-2 pitch coming up to Braden Miller. And Dietrich fires, and he'll chop it at the plate. Just a check swing foul. Mason Casper was waiting on deck, and he'll hold on to that one, hoping that he gets to trot up to the plate here still in the fifth. Again, Grand Island fell to Millard South 2-1. Hastings beat Seward today 12-2 out of the Tri-Cities. Let's do it again, the 1-2 pitch to Braden Miller. Swung on and grounded softly towards third. Gish has it. Steps, throws, and on the money for out number three. So after three runs scored, Dietrich settles down and gets one, two, and three at the top of the order here. But the damage done with three runs on one hit. There was one big error and nobody left on base. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Carney three, Elkhorn South three here at the State Baseball Tournament. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com. Or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Well, welcome back to high school baseball here on KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The rain is headed towards Lincoln. Even if it doesn't get here for this game, they hope to get that late game in or that messes everything up for Monday. And uh, so let's hope everything gets in today. But right now, Kearney has gotten themselves back into this baseball game. 3-3 as we go to the 
Elkhorn South, bottom of the fifth, top of the order. Sayer Dietrich, who was at the plate when they had the throwout, is going to hammer the first pitch foul inside the first baseline. The umpire had to do a 360 pirouette to get out of the way. Tanner Black was trying to steal second. He was gunned down with Dietrich at the plate. Of course, trying to get a guy in scoring position for one of the best batters, one of the best baseball players. I've said it numerous times already in the state. Uh, He gave his commit to Nebraska baseball after his sophomore season. He singled in the first. He flew out to left in the second. 0-1 pitch, taken over the outside half, strike two. The first two times up, he tried to go the other way. He singled between short and third and then tried to take one that was probably over the inner half, and that was popped up towards left. And now 0-2 to Dietrich. Then it'll be Luke Jessen and James Valdiva. The pitch a little low, tried to go outside again, see if Dietrich could chase. Could not get him to commit on that one, and it's 1-2. and Casper playing in at third base, very deep all the way to the outfield grass at first is Jackson Worley. And the 1-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. They got Dietrich on strikes. Carpenter hasn't sat down a lot of baseball players today, but that is his third strikeout. A great way to get the bottom of the fifth started here for Carney. Designated header, Luke Jessen, struck out of the first, grounded out in the third to second base. 3-3, bottom of the fifth. Again, the loser gets Grand Island at 10 a.m. Monday. The winner gets Millard South at 4 at Haymarket Park. The pitch, outside corner, strike one. Again, we talked about it a couple of innings ago, our home plate umpire. And again, these last couple weren't egregious outside. They hit the plate, but he's going to give you the outside corner. The 0-1 pitch to Jessen over the top that didn't do much, and it's ball one, one and one. A big thank you to all those fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school baseball in this inaugural season, including Great Western Bank making life great and the bike shed head to the shed. Insurance Connection connecting your family with the coverage that's right. Doug Duda with you on this Saturday. And the pitch from Carpenter. Oh, inside and plunked him. That is the first hit by pitch of the ball game. And Luke Jessen will hustle down to uh, first base on the hit by pitch. The problem here is that's almost a double. He has 19 stolen bases on the season. You heard it from Coach Archer in the pregame. Over 104. They got a couple more in this game, so 106 right now. Stolen bases. And James Valdiva, who's going to play Division I baseball at Richmond, singled in the first, flew out to center in the third. He's got a big stick as he stands in there, doing the catching, hitting 400. Short lead, but Jessen is on the prowl. Worley holds him on the throw over. He'll dive back in. Whether he goes on the first pitch or waits one, we'll have to wait and see. Time called as Jessen's out there trying to Kick some dirt around where he wants to get his lead so that he can get a better plant with his foot. Now leads off and we're ready to go. So one on, one out, 3-3, bottom of the fifth. Number three hitter, the catcher, James Valdiva, stands in in the pitch. Fastball hits the outside corner, strike one. Corn South now, they're starting to feel what I said a couple of times that happened to Carney. That outside corner is a little bit bigger on both right and left-handed hitters, but we've been through the order enough that the guys know it. And it was the first pitch, 0-1. They've been taking a lot of pitches. Carpenter brings it home. Big swing, missed it, strike two. 0-2 to Valdiva with Jake Gish on deck. There's no sun now here at Sherman Field. 
The temperature has definitely dropped a little bit from what we told you earlier. And now an 0-2 pitch from Noah Carpenter. Pitch out, fake the throw to first, ball one, one and two. Weather Channel tells us it's 63 degrees right now. Winds that we do have out of the south right now at a little less than 10 mile an hour will be blowing in. One and two. Two Valdiva. Carpenter working. Brings it home. They call it a ball. They try to steal and They got it again. Braden Miller says, how you like that? Throwing out one of the leading base stealers in all of state baseball. And Braden Miller throws him out. They are going to call it ball two. It could have been a strikeout, throwout, double play. That was a really good pitch considering all that outside half of the plate that we've been talking about. But Jessen is thrown out. And now nobody on. One strike away from getting out of here. They get him to swing at it, and it goes to the backstop. So this is going to be a strikeout wild pitch. You don't see that very often. And the inning will continue. So Valdiva strikes out, but he is going to reach base on the wild pitch, and that will bring up Jake Gish. But before that, we will see a courtesy runner in Josh Yellick. He's a junior that will stand in there. And again, you know you're looking for guys that can steal a base here for you, and they have plenty of them over at uh, Elkhorn South. And Yellick, just a couple of stolen bases so far on the year. Carney in good shape. They don't want to let this one burn him here, though. And the pitch. A little low. Ball one. 3-3. Three, three. Bottom of the fifth. Two outs. Had the third, but he swung on one that went through the wickets there of the catcher, Braden Miller, one that bounced in the dirt. So still moving along here. The pitch. Carpenter. Just a touch high. Ball two. So both those pitches to Gish just missed. Two balls, no strikes. The cleanup hitter, Jax Brockett, would be next. Carney just tied at the top half of the inning. Here's one that's skied into the air, but it is going to be back and over our heads for a foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Ryan Bruna or Wendy Vosser today. One in the first, two in the fourth for Elkhorn South. Three in the fifth for Carney. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Three, three is the score. The count is two and one to Jake Gish. Carpenter checks the runner at first in Valdiva. Brings it home while well, the courtesy runner, excuse me, in the Yellick, and it's called strike two. So two and two to Gish with Yellick away from first. Again, one pitch away from sending us to the sixth, all tied up. That's what Carney definitely needs. Making a move late. And the 2 2 pitch. Current ball, strike three. Buckle his knees, and we go to the top of the sixth, tied at three. No runs. There were no hits. There was no errors. And one man left on. 3-3, Carney and Elkhorn South in the State High School Baseball Tournament on ESPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball got a few folks that were down at the husker game today giving us that weather report on the way home ran into those big rainstorms around aurora they've now made it to just east of york as we go to the top of the sixth four five and six for carney high mason casper will lead things off followed by corbin rich and jackson Worley. casper so far today struck out the first flew out as he crushed one to center field in the fourth, and he'll take the first pitch here. Low ball one from Sayer Dietrich. The Nebraska commit and signee now. The lefty fires it in there. There's called strike one. Keeps it on the outer half. One ball, one strike. Carney high, three runs, three hits, three errors. Three runs for South on five hits and a pair of errors. The 1-1 pitch to Casper. He'll ground an off-speed pitch. Yank it foul. Pass coach Brad Archer. And he's down on the count, 1-2. So, two Ks in the first, two in the third, and he had one in the fifth. And the pitch. Casper checks. Oh, they called him out on that one. And Casper goes back to the dugout. Carney has been called out on a few of those check swings. And just can't pull it back that quick. So strikeout number six of the ball game for Sayer Dietrich. And Corbin Rich grounded out to second and then singled sharply up the middle with two outs in the fourth. He's got the only hit out of the infield for Carney. They'll play him pretty shallow in center, and the pitch caught the outside half for a strike. 0 and 1. 3 3. Carney had two walks to lead off the last inning. And then a throwing error opened up the floodgates. Pitch, check swing. That's going to be weakly grounded to second. Plenty of time here for Mosser. He'll pick it up. And Corbin Rich grounds out to second for the second time here this afternoon. Two up, two down, and Jackson Worley stands in. He's grounded out to third and then reached on the fielder's choice there in the fourth. He grounded out. They forced Rich out at second to end the fourth inning. Three to three with nobody on and two out here in the top of the sixth. You play seven. Regulation high school baseball. Sayer Dietrich. His first pitch here, and there again is a check swing. They're going to appeal to first. First baseman not even looking. Or first base umpire not even looking, so they'll call it a ball. Oh, they're going to call it a strike? He called it a strike. Okay, I thought he was looking for the appeal, so it's a strike call. On Jackson Worley and Dietrich now starting to throw some more off-speed stuff because Carney's biting on it. 
The 0-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled back, and that was a check swing, too. He has got Carney guessing, and that's not good. Early, that's one thing. Then they got through the lineup the second time. That's on him a little bit better. But now here, he has really got the batters confused. As you heard Coach Archer say, you want to set fastball. But they've started to get up there and swing the bat. 0-2 to Worley. And the backdoor breaking ball missed. The entire infield started to go to the dugout, but they didn't get the call that time. One and two. Seth Stroh would be next. But if it's three up, three down, then Stroh would lead it off in the seventh, just like he did in the fifth. A one-two pitch now. On the way to Worley. Outside. Ball two, two and two. So when he misses with that curveball, that backdoor breaking ball, he usually comes back with a fastball outside, thinking that the batter will figure it's another curve, and Carney's been pretty good about not offering. Two and two now to Worley. Trying to keep this sixth inning rolling, and he will chop it between short and third. Picked up by Reitz. Long throw. He drove him off the bag just a touch, but the toes back on there by Jack Sprocket, and he'll make the play. So three up, three down here in the top of the sixth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. We go to the bottom of the sixth in the Class A State Baseball quarterfinals. Carney three, number one Elkhorn South three on ESPN. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Well, Carney has decided to go to the bullpen. As we anticipated, it would be Brant Grosskreitz. So no decision today for Noah Carpenter, but he hung in there. He went five innings, five hits, five strikeouts, and he walked one, two, I believe that was it, two walks and had one hit by pitch. So now Brant Grosskreitz will stand in there as we get to the bottom of the sixth here, and for Elkhorn South, it's the five, six, and seven hitters, Jax Brockett, Drew Reitz, and then uh, you've got your left fielder now, Ty Beckwith, that came into the ball game for Gage Julin an inning ago. So we go here to the bottom of the sixth in a 3-3 ball game, and the first pitch from Grosskranks is a fastball high, ball one. Brant came in and Tried to close out that Millard North game. Had some control problems that almost cost him. And his 1-0 pitch is a fastball over the outside corner. Strike one. One and one. One ball, one strike. No other changes it doesn't look like for Carney defensively. The 1-1 pitch off speed right in there. Good break on that one. And the batter, Brockett, looks back at the home plate umpire. Says this ain't a wiffle ball. One and two. 
Rocket walked in the first and grounded out to second in the fourth. And now a 1-2 pitch from Grosskreitz. Fastball bounced away, almost hit him on the bounce, which would count. 2-2, two and two. and this was one of the things we talked about last Saturday. When Brandt would get ahead in the count, he would do everything he could not to throw a strike. He would throw a lot of pitches like that to try and get the batter to go after one, deceive them, and he ended up with a lot of 3-2 counts. Here it's a 2-2 pitch, and this one is a fastball called strike three. That was right on the border of being too high, but Grosskreitz will get the strikeout, and now Drew Reitz. He grounded into a double play back to the pitcher in the first and then reached on an error that started things going in the fourth inning for Elkhorn South that allowed them to score a couple of runs. So the big inning there, the bottom of the fourth, top of the fifth, had a lot of defensive mistakes by both teams. And a breaking ball away, ball one, one and oh. So Carney trying to find a way to knock off number one for the second straight Saturday. Coming from behind, fastball taken, strike one. One and one. The farther down the order Elkhorn South gets, the more patient they are at the plate looking for that first strike, especially if it's on the outside half. They're not swinging. 1-1 pitch, Grosskreitz going to be popped into right center and plenty of time here for Corbin Foster. He'll come in and make the play. So two up, two down here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And it is still 3-3. And coming up, they're going to put Julin back in. You can re-enter once, so they had Beckwith out there to play defensively for a couple of innings, but Gage Julin will stand in there. Now, Julin singled in the fourth and walked in the second. He also came around to score. Would have been thrown out at the plate, but the throw from second base sailed over Braden Miller's head, and that allowed him to score. And now the first pitch from Grosskreitz. Going to be fouled straight back into the net. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Robert Kiat or uh, Mark Shipperite among your many dealers. Get a big thank you to all the fine sponsors. And thank you for making ESPN Radio, as always, your home for Carney Sports. Fastball away. One and one. Three, three. Bottom of the six. Nobody on. Two out here. Elkhorn South, the number one team. They've won 17 in a row. And uh, they are the home team. Pitch is going to be too much of a curveball. Boy, that had a lot on it from Grosskreitz. It actually popped out of the glove there of Braden Miller. And it's two balls and one strike. Elliott Brown would be next. Julin seventh in the order. You'd love to end it here and then start with number eight, nine in the seventh. The pitch. Foul back. Strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Julin has put a bat on a couple of them here. And again, in the fourth inning, he kept fouling pitches off down the right field line. They started it with a hit and run. Then he fouled a couple more off, and then on the 3-2, punched it to right. 2-2 pitch. Big curveball. Stayed high. Miller tried to yank it down. Good job. That was high. Ball three. So, again, 3-2. Three First time up, Julen had a 3-1 count. Walked, then a 3-2 count base hit. Now another 3-2 count with two outs and nobody on. And the payoff pitch is a fastball high. Ball four. So after getting the first two men out, Chris Kreitz tried too hard to throw the fastball and it just stayed high. And Elliott Brown checks in. He had a sacrifice bunt in the second. And then his sacrifice bunt in the fourth was what allowed two runs to score on the same play. They had runners at first and third. Throw over to first here, back in time. Brown made a great bunt down the first baseline, which Carpenter fielded. But Worley came in. There was nobody covering first. Carpenter threw it to first, and it rolled into short right. 
They eventually threw out Brown trying to get to second, and then they threw it over the catcher's head as Julin scored to take it 3-0. Here's a fastball, strike one. So again, just got to worry about the guy at the plate. There are two outs here in the bottom of the sixth of a 3-3 game. Throw over to first by Grosskreitz. And again, yeah, you want to hold him, but you do not want to make a mistake here and give them a runner in scoring position. 0-1, throw to first again. Grosskreitz doesn't take a lot of time, even when he is on the mound. So he's throwing over quickly to first. The next thing you know, he'll be ready to deliver home. No balls, one strike to the right fielder, Elliott Brown. Grosskreitz set, brings it home, swung on and foul, tipped at the plate, 0-2. Earlier today, the Husker baseball team, a 2-1 win over 22nd-ranked Arizona State. Kind of as we were talking last night with some friends, yeah, you get beat 15-6, doesn't matter. You win by one run the next day, it's still a 1-1 series. Game three tomorrow at 105. And you'll be able to hear that on 1230 AM KHAS. 0-2 oh, now to Elliott Brown. A pitch away from the seventh. Grosskreitz way outside and low. But again, Miller sets out there. About every time you got an 0-2 count here, Carney will throw something away. And they do there. 1-2. and two. And it almost was really thrown away. But a nice backhand stop by Miller. Inching away from first is Gage Julin after the two-out walk. And Brown chokes up on the bat a little bit. The 1-2 pitch. Big curveball. Fouled back and out of play. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Doug Duda with you on this Saturday afternoon. We're at Sherman Field in Lincoln. Then the rest of the state tournament, at least most of the rest of the state tournament, will be played at Haymarket Park. Just like Werner Park at Papillion. Throw over to first. Not in time. Again, a pitch away from getting out of here. But a pitch away from also making it a Big inning. The pitch. He offered at it. No, the ball's in the dirt. That will allow the runner to get down to second. A wild pitch. Miller blocked it, but Julian hustles down to second, and it's 2-2. And again, just like we said with the, the batter before in Julian, Grosskreitz gets ahead and then doesn't throw anything close. He tries to get him to go, but those breaking balls have been way out of the zone. So now 2-2 to Brown. Let's see if Grosskreitz now can... Just put him away, maybe throw a fastball right by him. And the 2-2. Swung on and hit into right center field, and Elkhorn South has taken the lead. Picked up by Foster. Bobbled for a sec. Brown thought about going, but didn't. And Elkhorn South has taken the lead here in the bottom of the sixth inning. You just kept giving him opportunities there. And he tried to throw a fastball, and it stayed up. And Elliott Brown... Has been all kinds of a pain in the side here for Carney High. As he drives in the go-ahead run. But again, it's been the story of the season for Carney. Mistakes in the field. There you walk a guy, you put him on second with a wild pitch, and that allows the only base hit of the inning to score him. And the number nine hitter, Tanner Black, will step in. He squares to bunt, but it's way outside ball one. And 1-0. But Elkhorn South up 4-3. to three. Carney will have the bottom of the order, 7, 8, and 9 in the top of the 7th. But that was the 3 that drew the walks and got things going in the 5th. The 1-0 pitch down the middle for strike 1, 1-1. One one. So the air a little bit out of the balloon here for Carney. Now they have to make sure that they don't give up anymore. 4-3 Elkhorn South. 1 in the 1st, 2 in the 4th, now 1 here in the bottom of the 6th. 
when there was nobody on and two outs. Throw over to first, leaning, but they get him back in there is Elliott Brown. So Grosskreitz coming set. Tanner Black stands in there with a count of one and one. Throw to first again. And back in time, the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by BNB Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com to nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. Brought to you by BNB Carpet, Jacob Hardy, Carney High Soccer, Madison Smith, Lexington Track, our winners for the month of April. And, of course, Hardy ending his outstanding career down at the state tournament this past week. The best ever for Carney and one of the best in state history. And Smith's going to have a big week down at state after a great district track meet. 1-1 to Tanner Black. Grosskreitz, fastball hit him. And this is where somebody needs to go talk to Grosskreitz. He's just letting a base runner get into his head. That guy at first means nothing. And Seth Stroh is going to come out there and talk to him. And now you've got guys at first and second and one of the best hitters in the state. How many times have I said that today? Sayer Dietrich up to the plate. And he could really blow it open going into the top of the seventh and make it easier on himself, who is. Gone the distance on the mound here for the Storm. So the second player that's been hit by a pitch today, Carpenter, hit Jessen last inning. So Dietrich singled in the first, flew out to left in the second, struck out in the fifth. But hitting 443, he is the most dangerous man in either dugout. Two on, two out, the pitch. Called a strike. He's been pretty good about taking that first pitch, and Carney's been pretty good about putting a fastball in there. So 0-1 with Brown at second, Black at first. Eight and nine get on via single and a walk, hit by pitch. Julen scored after walking with two out. The 0-1 pitch now to Dietrich. Swung on and missed, strike two. One that dove down a little bit on him, it's 0-2. So here we go again. Grosskreitz is ahead in the count, 0-2 against the most dangerous hitter in Lincoln at the moment. 0-2, 4-3 now, Elkhorn South. Grosskreitz to the stretch. No big leads. He brings it home, up and in, ball one. Not close enough to hit him, but just enough to peel out of there by a half step. Again, Grand Island fell to Millard South 2-1. Archbishop Bergen beat Gretna 5-3 in the other two Class A games. The 1-2 pitch to Dietrich. Curveball stays high. Ball 2, 2-2. Two two. two balls, two strikes, two on, two out. And if you throw a ball here, then the runners take off. Dietrich knows that. Has to be expecting a pretty good pitch. So this might be the pitch that determines if Carney's got a chance. Brant Grosskreitz. The 2-2 pitch. On the way. Fastball, check swing. He held. Ball three. Dietrich was ready to pull the trigger. But again, 0-2 is now 3-2, and and the runners will be off on the pitch. Brown at second, black at first, meaning any kind of a hit will give him a run. And Sayer Dietrich stands in there. Against Brant Grosskreitz. With two out in the bottom of the sixth, everything has happened here with two outs in the bottom of the sixth. Grosskreitz comes set, and the full count pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. A huge pitch by Brant Grosskreitz. Way too much drama, and it ended up being 
One act too many as Elkhorn South is able to punch across a run here with one run, one hit. There were no Carney errors and two men left on. We go to the top of the seventh and final inning. It's Elkhorn South four, Carney three. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Well, we go to the seventh, and Elkhorn South has made a pitching change. Even though Dietrich could have thrown to a few batters, I think they told us 94 with the pitches. You get 110. Sayer Dietrich is now done. Six innings of work. He only gave up three hits of the ball game. And I had him for, let's see... How many strikeouts that I have him for? Six, it looks like, in the baseball game. So in there is going to be Cole Peterson, a junior who has a .91 ERA. He's 1-0 with one save on the season. Here's Seth Stroh, grounded to short and walked to lead off the fifth. Carney is down 4-3, to three, and Stroh, as anybody would be, is such an important first man up. Get him on, and as we watch Peterson warm up, he's got some pretty good breaking stuff. Right-handed pitcher, fires it outside, called strike one. So Stroh stands in, Carney needing a run to play more baseball. Peterson wastes no time. Outside ball one, one and one. One ball, one strike to the shortstop, Seth Stroh. Seth, the junior, standing in there, hoping to make some contact and reach safely to give Engberg a chance. The pitch, swung on and missed. He's kept them all outside. That one dove away from the left-handed hitter, Stroh, and it's one ball and two strikes. So Peterson has a little movement. He has a little movement out there. And Stroh takes a little stroll out of the box. And now back in there, the one-two pitch outside. Ball two. So he's trying to paint the corner, which we've said all day. The corner's been called by our home plate umpire. And then when you throw it outside and it tails away, you're going to be able to get that strikeout. 2-2 two, two to Seth Stroh. Top of the seventh leadoff man here for Carney. Down 4-3. to three. Peterson takes a little extra time, and Stroh says, all right, I'll take time. Tenth spot here. Again, last Saturday, Carney had the lead going to the seventh of Millard North. Tied against Millard West. Here they trail 4-3. Two balls, two strikes. Peterson trying to get the save, the pitch. Swung on and fouled down the left field line. He golfed that one and got a lot of it. And it actually hits the light pole, our foul ball, brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Rhonda Johnson, Steve Corm, and the great group there at Home Real Estate. Two balls, two strikes, whatever it takes. They play him straight up defensively here. Pretty deep in the infield, except at third. 
Would do it again to Stroh. Swung on and fouled away again. Just trying to keep it alive. We saw that from Julin earlier in the game for Elkhorn South. Ended up being a big moment in the fourth. As he got on, moved the runner, and ended up scoring the third run at the, at the time. Now 4-3 South. Another 2-2 pitch from Peterson. Outside, Stroh waves at it and misses. They will have to throw down to first, and they'll get it down there, no problem, by Valdiva. We talked about a couple of pitches ago when it was 1-2. Keep going outside, and then eventually you can have one tail away, and that's what happened there. The ball started over the outer half and tailed away, and Stroh goes down on strikes. Don't forget, whenever our game is done, the ESPN postgame show, final stats. Have a quick chat with a Carney assistant coach which I believe will be Peyton Pocock, and now Sam Engberg has struck out and then walked and scored in the fifth. The pitch, swung on and fouled straight back, brought to you by Home Real Estate. Engberg, who had such a big Saturday last week, if he could just find a way. Carney has to start with a base runner, and they are playing extremely shallow in right field, almost as shallow in left. Right now, Elliott Brown's playing the co-ed line out there in right field. The 0-1 pitch. Swung out and missed, strike two. Engberg is a strikeout candidate. He doesn't stand up there very often without taking his hacks. Nobody on, one out, top of the seventh, 4-3 Elkhorn South. And an 0-2 pitch coming up here to Engberg. Cole Peterson winds and called strike three. Opposed to what Carney did, he goes right over the outside half and gets the strikeout. So the first two men have struck out here in the bottom of the, or top of the seventh inning, and it's up to Trey Rodriguez. He has two infield singles. He singled into the hole to deep short in the third, and then his bunt single in fifth was thrown into the outfield, allowing two runs to score, and then he got all the way to third and scored on the pass ball. He's the last hope for Carney. Peterson ready to roll. The pitch right down the middle, strike one. Lane Shires is on deck. He'll have to bat for this season to continue for Carney, at least this game. 0-1-1 to Rodriguez. Peterson trying to strike out the side. The center fielder waits, and it's going to be up and in. Did it hit him? He says it did. The umpire says, hold on. Trey Rodriguez says it hit him and took off for first. The umpire says, hold on, ball one. Usually you don't take off unless you felt something but Trey didn't put up much of a fight didn't try to show him his arm so it's 1-1 to Rodriguez, Peterson quick pitch on the way, swung on and chopped towards second, it's going to be a high chop but picked up, thrown to first in Elkhorn South the number one seed survives here today and Carney drops the first game they ever play at the State High School Baseball Tournament as Peterson comes in and gets the save here today. Three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. And as we hit 6 o'clock, the game is over. It is number one Elkhorn South winning their 18th consecutive game to go to 20-3. and three. Carney had won 7 of 8, now 7 of 9. They'll drop to 17 and 9. 4 to 3 Elkhorn South. Carney and Grand Island will play for the fourth time this season at Haymarket Park, home of the Huskers, Monday morning at 10 a.m. And we'll have the game for you right here on ESPN Radio. We'll have the complete recap coming up, so keep it here on KXPN Carney and to all the folks listening online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! And welcome back to high school baseball here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation, KXPN Kearney, and to all those listening on KICS Hastings along with our friends online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Well, we're going to beat the rain. Going to be hard probably for the uh, next and final game here to uh, beat the rain uh, as the storms are coming in, but hopefully they'll just have to wait that out and, and get a little bit of a later start here. Final score, Elkhorn South 4 and Carney three in Class B. Elkhorn High is trailing Norris in the bottom of the six. Norris five. Elkhorn two. Earlier today in B, Hastings down early two to nothing. Wins the game twelve to two over Seward. They will play Waverly at four o'clock Monday afternoon. Waverly beat Mount Michael four to three. The game at Warner Park in Papillion, and you'll be able to hear that on twelve thirty a.m. KHAS in Class A. It was Bishop Bergen, Archbishop Bergen over Gretna 5-3. to three. And then Millard South, after seeing Grant Allen score a run in the top of the seventh, but making a play at the plate to negate the second run, got a bases-loaded single that hit the right field line with one out in the bottom of the seventh, and Millard South won it 2-1. to one. So Elkhorn South and Millard South will play at Haymarket Park Monday at 4. Kearney and Grand Island, the fourth meeting of the year, Monday at 10 a.m. And that'll be at Haymarket Park here on ESPN. The final game, Creighton Prep and Millard West still to come. We are finishing up the uh, final stats. Hope to have a chance to chat here with one of the Kearney assistant coaches who have yet to made their way up, but uh, we will continue our postgame right after this on ESPN Radio. 
It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTech Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTech at SeaTechRestoration.com. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Probably supporting Carney High School Baseball. Man, Kimber, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Woo, this landscaping's awesome. Good thing we call Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. And welcome back to uh, Sherman Field here in Lincoln, side of the Class A State Baseball Tournament. They will play again here on Wednesday. Elimination games on Wednesday start at 3 o'clock, so uh, Carney actually hoping to get back here to Sherman Field. Elkhorn South, four runs, six hits, three errors on Carney, seven men left on base. Uh, Noah Carpenter went five innings, gave up five hits, struck out five, walked two, and hit a batter. He had no decision. Brant Grosskreitz came in. And pitched the sixth. He had one hit, one walk, one hit batsman, two strikeouts, and gave up a run. But that, in the end, mistakes both sides determined that this game went down to the wire because uh, the walk was followed by a single, which was followed by a hit by a pitch, all with two outs in the bottom of the order there in the sixth that allowed Elkhorn South to uh, take the win in this ballgame, 4-3. to three. For Carney High, three runs on three hits, two of those from Trey Rodriguez. Only one ball hit out of the infield against Sayer Dietrich, and that was by Corbin Rich with two outs in the fourth inning. There were two errors on Elkhorn South. Carney left just three men on base compared to the seven for Elkhorn South in one less at bat. Uh, for Sayer Dietrich, he goes six innings, gives up three hits, three runs, but they weren't all earned. Two walks, six strikeouts. Cole Peterson got a one, two, three, seventh inning with two strikeouts to pick up the save. And Carney falls by a score of 4-2-3. We will talk with assistant coach Peyton Pocock right after this. 
At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Back on the ESPN postgame, joined by Carney assistant coach Peyton Pocock, who they bring up here, win, lose, or draw. And uh, Peyton, uh, we were talking while we were waiting during the commercial break, uh, kind of mistakes got you back in the game uh, on a couple mistakes by uh, Elkhorn South, and then mistakes do it uh, in the sixth inning. And it, it's unfortunate. We're talking about a bunch of high school kids here, but mm-hmm. it, it just continues to be the story. You played clean baseball last Saturday and won two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't play clean baseball today, and whether you would have won the game or not, we don't know. We would have maybe had a chance to go to extra innings, but uh, it obviously uh, hurt you there down the stretch. Uh, yeah, like you said, last week we had two pretty clean games defensively and uh, on the mound as well. And then today we had those few mistakes in the field, and then we made a few mistakes on the mound, and that cost us today. But, I mean, that's baseball. That's that's going to happen. So we'll just we'll learn from it today, and it'll only make us improve for Monday. Noah Carpenter fought through a first inning last week, uh, and then it was even rougher here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elkhorn South could have blown this baby open, but then he gets a nice chopper back to him. You get the double play, get out of the bases, loaded jam. It's only one to nothing. Talk about the feeling uh, in the dugout after that, knowing, okay, we, we kind of survived here. Uh, yeah, obviously, I think he came out. His eyes got a little big, first state tournament game. And uh, obviously, they got out and scored that run and then loaded the bases, and then... I think kind of feeling was, oh, crap, what's going to happen here? And then he gets out of the inning with an awesome double play there, and I think after that he kind of settled in and started to pitch the way he knows he can. I talked about it a couple of times and being an ex-pitcher yourself. <laughs> uh, I, I try to say this without uh, you know throwing anybody under the bus, but it, it was it's something I've noticed a little bit. You guys do such a great job of getting ahead in the count, mm-hmm. and then 0-2 turns into 3-2, and it did again today. Elkhorn South, when they were up 0-2, made you foul off a lot of pitches. Mm-hmm. What about uh, just little things like that as, as the game progresses? Yeah, like I said, we made mistakes in the field, and we made mistakes on the mound. I mean, we uh, missed spots, and then, like you said, if we get up on a hitter 0-2, they, Elkhorn South did a fantastic job of battling through at-bats. I mean, they saw that one where they where the guy got on to score that run, and he popped that little one into right field and just kind of stuck his bat out. It was awesome at-bat. Yeah, Julian. But... Um, that's that'll be the difference going forward i think with these guys as they progress is being able to take care of hitters 
immediately within less than three or four pitches. It hurts now, but let's face it, the last two games you've played have been against the number one team in the state. You got one <laughs> win at their place at Millard West in extra innings, and you came real close here against Elkhorn South. Uh, Carney's battled in the summer through the loser's bracket before, and now you got a familiar foe. Uh, I assume Mason Casper's going to get to start Monday morning. You get to go play at Haymarket Park. There's going to be a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to play Grand Island and one of the more meaningful games uh, since probably any of the district finals that you may have had in the summer. Uh, yeah, this is definitely going to be. And let me let me let me correct myself. There wouldn't have been any district finals because they go play they in that A six. But uh, this will be an exciting one Monday for a 10 a.m. game. It should have a lot of fever to it. Uh, yeah, that'll definitely have a lot of emotions through it. I mean, Carney GI games are always emotional. They're always intense. But this will be the first time these guys have faced GI in spring baseball in the state tournament, nonetheless, and in an awesome facility in Haymarket Park. So I think our guys just need to come in. There's, it's playing baseball. I mean, they're in the same position that we are. It's win or go home. Every, both teams are going to play their butts off, and they just gotta, our guys just got to go out there and know what they can do. Peyton, let's wrap it up with this. One of the bright spots today was Trey Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, got on base a bunch, had uh, the awesome pass ball, tied the game up. That kind of changed the momentum of the game a little bit. Um, he's, he's one of our leaders, obviously. He's a senior. He needs to be our guy, one of our guys, and he's starting to come around a little bit, and hopefully he can continue that through the state term. Well, I know these Carney Catholic kids will be smarter Monday because they graduate tomorrow. So <laughs> <Yes>, they do. <laughs> Peyton, we'll let you get back home. We'll see you guys on Monday morning. Awesome. Appreciate it. Peyton Pocock, assistant coach here for the Carney Bearcats. They fall 4-3 to three to number one Elkhorn South, and we'll wrap it up right after this on ESPN. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Carney Baseball! At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Well, for the first time, the first state tournament game for Carney, it'll be memorable, just not quite as memorable as the Bearcats hope they fall 4-3 to three here today, managing just three hits. Again, two of those were by Trey Rodriguez, an infield single in the third, a bunt single in the fifth that ended up scoring two runs when it was thrown into right field. He made it all the way to third and scored the tying run on a pass ball. The other hit came by a Corbin Rich for uh, Elkhorn South today. 
Uh, they left the bases loaded in the first when it looked like they might blow things open and run away and hide, but they managed only six hits in this baseball game. Again, Noah Carpenter, after that first inning, really settled down. Only three hits total after that to one of those innings. The fourth, uh, they had a couple of hits off of a sacrifice bunt that ended up being a bunt single and was thrown away by Carney, and two runs came in to score. So there were a couple of issues where... Uh, defensive plays allowed two runs to score for each team. But in the end, in the bottom of the sixth, uh, Brant Grosskreitz got a strikeout and a flyout but walked the number seven man, Gage Julin. He then advanced to second on a wild pitch, and Elliott Brown blooped a uh, two-strike single uh, to uh, get things going and, and tie the ball game and, and break excuse me, break the tie and win it by a score of 4-2-3. So Elkhorn South 20-3, and Kearney 17-9. and And one more recap on what went over on in Class B. They're into the bottom of the seventh. Norris leading Elkhorn 5-2. And then the last game in Class B tonight will be Concordia taking on Bennington. In the first half today, Waverly beat Mount Michael, the number one seed Waverly edging Mount Michael and avenging their district loss 4-3. Hastings got the offense going late in a 12-2 win over Seward. Sam Wibble striking out 10 today in uh, his six-inning performance for Hastings. So Hastings and Waverly will play at 4 o'clock Monday at Werner Park on 1230 KHAS. Here in Class A, it was Archbishop Bergen beating Gretna 5-3. The winner and loser there play the winner and loser of Creighton Prep, Millard West, which is next. And then it was Millard South edging Grand Island 2-1. to one. The Islanders scored in the top of the seventh, had the second run thrown out at the plate. Millard South able to get a couple of guys on, abundant them over to second and third, then an intentional walk loaded it, and a base hit that hit the right field line scores two, and they win it 2-1. to one. So that means Millard South and Elkhorn South at 4 o'clock at Haymarket Park on Monday, Kearney and Grand Island at 10 a.m. with our pregame at 9.40 Monday morning here on ESPN Radio. High School Baseball brought to you in part by SeaTech Flooring, your restoration experts, Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everybody wins, Biotest Plasma Center, be a superhero, save lives, and get compensated, and the bike shed. Head to the shed. For our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us for Kearney High Baseball, Elkhorn South 4, Kearney 3. We will see you Monday morning. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll break and end up on the disabled list for a little while. He definitely looked awkward after that first swing, but.